in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome into the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And we are seen everywhere on YouTube. All you got to do is uh, to watch us. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link. Once you're through to the YouTube channel, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can join us in the chat. You can also get those alerts whenever we go live here in the studio, and you'll be uh, you'll have all the team by team three round mock drafts right there in your feed. Uh, we'll have a slew of them going out tomorrow because we will not be on air because of Braves baseball. Uh, and then next week we start the seven round A plus mock drafts, which is what I'm doing this weekend. Let's go. And he's so excited about it too. This is what I love about you, Jeremy, is the is something that can seem so mundane to some of us. You embrace it with arms wide open. Creed banger. Much like the great Creed banger <laughs> with arms wide open. Right. Yeah, and it, look, this is my favorite time of the year because this is this is where hope springs eternal. We got 32 teams in the NFL and they all think that this is their year whether that's completely delusional or if it's a merit to it, which is ironic because of the team that we're going to start off with today. The new England Patriots. Ah, yes, there is uh there's rumors going around about, uh, Bill Belichick has shopped Mac Jones around the league this off season. They could, uh, they could be looking to make a move. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just further proof to me and Bill Budacek, our, uh, our our faithful Patriots member of the sports or of the uh, House of Reprehensibles, that it's it's Bailey Zappy time in New England. Well, I, I've sat on a report that that I got a few weeks ago that basically the Patriots locker room was fractured because there was a section that thought their best case scenario was Mac Jones, and half the locker room thought their best best case scenario was Bailey Zapp, and I. I don't think I'm getting ready to take the tenor that most people would probably think I'm getting ready to take. Okay. This is probably one of the best moves I've ever seen Bill Belichick make. I don't know what Bailey's app is. I mean, I've seen a couple games. There was high side. There was low side. I mean, he, he to me, he looked like a rookie with a good arm that there may or may not be something there. I know what Mac Jones is. That's been my drawback on New England for three years. Mm -hmm. It's not that you're not good. It's not that I'm not a. It's not that I'm a hater. It's that your ceiling is pathetically low. Now, do I think anybody is going to jump up and down to to procure Mac Jones? No, I don't. The Raiders might have at some point because they seem to just really love every quarterback <laughs> that's ever played in New England. Just signed Brian Hoyer to a two year deal. Let's go. You have the, the the New England Patriots now have the only quarterback room, or that not the New England, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders have the only quarterback room that I think if we did an Olympiad of, of uh, like a, a, a 
what's the decathlon? Yeah, yeah. They'd lose to us. <laughs> well, they'd lose to that. me. They might not lose to you. Ah, oh, let's see what you did there. But I'm a hell of a swimmer. <laughs> least four jokes there. I am choosing violence today, and and so I'm gonna let that one pass. I feel like this is Bill going. I, I have a shelf life here. I, I can only continue to do this for so long. Mm-hmm. It hasn't made. It, this is why I kept saying that the, the end has got to be drawing nigh. Now you've got Bob Kraft talking about Gerard Mayo being the the the, the replacement down the line, and and all of these other things. And I feel like this is Bill going. I ain't dead yet. Yeah. We know that. Now, this roster is not set up for me to win. Mm -hmm. It's just not. That's not me being. That's that's nothing but okay. Put on your red, white, and blue sunglasses and tell me where this roster fits in right now. 12 in the AFC? Maybe, yeah. It's about right. Now, take the quarterback out and only evaluate the 21 other starting positions on the field. Now, where are they? Now, you're closer to like eight. If you got a quarterback that was on the high side, you could be in the in the top seven. Uh, Bill Budacek, our resident New England Patriots fan, said the only thing that doesn't make logical sense to me is why I would do it when Bill O'Brien gets here. Ooh, ooh, that was my next point. I'm yep. real glad you said that that yep. way. Last year, you had Pat Matricia as your offensive coordinator and mm-hmm. Joe Judge and uh, just real juggernauts of offensive football. Bill O'Brien's a real good offensive coach terrible personnel guy but he's a good coach mm-hmm. he has succeeded everywhere he's been the offensive the offenses has gotten have gotten better everywhere he's been that's what makes this make sense it's the bill is O'Brien that now came bill in. now bill belichick is looking at bill o'brien going i got a raw kid here i got a raw kid here in bailey's app that showed me enough last year to go there might be something there but I knew I couldn't get the most out of it with Pat Matricia. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get the most out of it with Joe Judge. And I didn't want to stick you behind a line where you're holding on to the ball too long and maybe we break you. But with Bill O'Brien, aha, now I have an offensive mind. Now I have a guy that can that can put a game plan together that will optimize what it is that you do. And I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Now, yeah. what you what you think you're going to get here, I have absolutely no idea. What you think you're going to get from Mac? Uh, because who's interested? There are There's only one a hand, team. There are only a handful of teams that need a quarterback. There's one team that I could think would even would even take the call. Mine. Well, well, there is yours. That if you're a living, breathing quarterback, Tampa Bay Buccaneers would like to have a chat with uh, you. Absolutely. They just signed the worst quarterback in the NFL. Correct. Last year. So Mac Jones would be an improvement over Baker Mayfield. But that's not the one I was talking about. Okay. There is a New England disciple, kind of. Never coached there. Needs a quarterback. Tennessee Titans. That's the one. Ah. That's the one. Of. You know, a little birdie told me that they might be interested in Anthony Richardson. They might have said maybe Max a fallback because that's what the report, the report that has come out has basically said that they have put out the feelers. So far, there's not really been any interest, but maybe there's a team that misses on a quarterback. And, and after the draft, they would be interested in Mac Jones. You know what that tells me? Bill knows exactly what Mac is. He knows that he's going to be the 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, 14 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 
That's who you are. Mm-hmm. And I can't win in this league that way. Not when I'm going up against Pat Mahomes. Not when I'm going up against Joe Burrow. Not when I'm going up against Justin Herbert. Now I got Aaron Rodgers coming to my division. Now I got jo- and I've got Josh Allen in my division. I can't win with this. Yep. We Team- have the worst quarterback in our division. It's not close. Teams mentioned as possible destinations were the Raiders. They're out. They got Brian Hoyer and Jimmy Garoppolo. They're Are they though? The, I mean, they yeah, seem to. Re- I mean, they're they're playing full Pokemon with uh, how many how many New England Patriot retreads can you collect? You got the Houston Texans who won't are going to draft the, a quarterback. I won't be the only mention of Pokemon today. They got the Buccaneers and the Commanders, and the Commanders seem to be the Commanders dead make a set lot of sense. The Commanders make a lot of sense though, with him as the the veteran backup that sits behind Sam Howell smart voice to have in the room i mean it makes sense because he's not threatening to sam howell i mean he's only been in the league for two years so doesn't i mean matter. is it uh does, matter. does he qualify as the savvy veteran we already start, we started what 30 30 games 31 games it's better than what you got now i mean you got well i shouldn't say it. jacoby Brissett's probably better than mac jones but that's mm-hmm. that may be my own personal uh objections but now I ask that one very patented question that I've that, that I ask every time one of these stories comes out, especially when one comes out of the most notoriously tight-lipped organizations in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Who wanted you to know that? Who wanted you to know this? Is it Bill? It's Bill. Because that's the only one that makes any sense. Well, I mean, and he's the he's the gatekeeper of all information in New England because nothing comes out of New England. That place is like Fort Knox. That's the reason none of us can ever get a read on who they're going to draft. Because even outside of the things that you have to tell us, they don't tell us anything that we don't have to know. And so now this report comes out three weeks before the draft, the same day that Anthony Richardson's list of visits come out. You think that's ironic? Because I don't. Is New England on it? No. New England is, if, if for me, New England's either going to ride with, with Bailey Zapp or they're going to ride with Mac Jones and Bailey Zapp. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a... New guy. There's not a new face. It, well, I mean, the, uh, and I've heard all the, well, they could chase Lamar Jackson. Well, yeah, they could. Uh, they could call Tom Brady, too, but I don't think they're going to do that either. Right. Because it doesn't make a lot of sense. And so for Bill, I, I feel like he's looking at this going, I missed. All right, I missed in the draft. I did that thing that I have always railed against of whoever's the last one to take a quarterback almost invariably gets burned mm-hmm. because you get the one with all the warts. And that's what he did. He was desperate for a quarterback because he had chased the Cam Newton thing thinking, I can just win with anybody. As long as I've got a legit NFL starter, I can win. Well, nope, 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 nope. Well, I'll take this limited athletic quarterback that could just run my my system. Nope, 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 nope. And, and the system was part of the problem. Well, the system was part did of the problem Did you see the last- report from earlier this? It may have been yesterday that was about Mac Jones – being under Pat Matricia and uh, Joe Judge last year, that neither of those guys knew the offense that they were trying to run as well as his old coaches at Alabama. So in the middle of the season, Mac Jones was apparently calling Alabama assistants to ask them about how to run the offense because he's getting no leadership from his staff. And and according to uh, uh, Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston, he said that pissed Bill off to no end. And so now it's also, you got that wrinkle to this. Okay, sure, It's we all believe Mac Jones is extremely limited and 
you know, Bill wants to have a better quarterback. We get it. But now he's also got a personal grudge. Because well, and that's, the that's, that's the one thing you don't do in New England. You don't go behind Bill's back. No, you don't break the chain of command. That's just how Bill works. And and common sense ain't common, which is, a by the way, a YouTube name that I just love. Um, he said, I personally don't think Mac Jones is going anywhere. I don't know how you come back from this. Because now you got Bill that has made this known. And I'm telling you right now, there are very, very few places in this league that I can tell you, if information comes out, it comes from one of about three people. Uh, and Bill's one and two. Mm-hmm. So we know this because Bill wanted us to know this. I think this is a shot across the bow at Mac Jones. Of, and, and that's the other part. So the story you were talking about came out over the weekend. You not find this weird? We get to Tuesday. Getting into that pre-draftmas time. And all of a sudden, here comes this report that CBS has, Yahoo has, Bleacher Report has, Pro Football Talk has. That's bizarre, isn't it? And none of them are sourcing anybody else. Mm -hmm. You know what that tells me? They're all reporting it because it's been told to all of them. I don't see any way you unwind it. This, to me, is Bill going, I'm out on Mac. And if I was a New England Patriot fan, this would be the happiest day. This would be the happiest day I've had in several years Mm -hmm. of he finally got it. Do I know Bailey Zapp's going to be better than this? No, I don't. He could be a disaster for all I know. But I know unequivocally Mac cannot win at a high level in this league. See, this that's where I fall in with quarterbacks often. And and at the start of the 4 o'clock hour, we're going to play one of our favorite games, which is Mock Mocking the, the mock, mock. Because Todd McShay apparently just did a, a 17 domestic lights and started typing away. This is why I don't ever do the physically limited or old or there's just a bunch of warts on a quarterback. I understand why you chase somebody like Zach Wilson. Mm -hmm. I understand why you chase somebody like Trey Lance because the physical tools are there that you could, if done correctly, be a high-level quarterback in this league. I've never seen that out of Mac Jones. If you remember the year he came out, I was dumbfounded that San Francisco had any interest in this kid because it didn't make any sense in their system. I mean, if you want this, there are plenty of quarterbacks that can do this. And I feel like now Bill has officially gotten to the point of, okay, we've done this for three years now, and I have I, I have heard you. Just because we lather up with that Patriot on our helmet does not mean we're going to be the big bad bear anymore. And you've been punched in the mouth, and now you've got a coach that's looking around going, I'm tired of losing. And I know what this kid is, and I'm ready to try something else. Will it work? Will they be able to shop or will they be able to sell Mac Jones off somewhere? Or will this be a continuing storyline of Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, and it's a lot hotter than you ever thought it was going to be last year when Bailey Zappi did come in when he was needed, and I think he showed you enough. And I think Bill finally realized, yep, that's, that's worth a shot. And there's another layer to this. And I think it's the second part of this story. We'll tell you what that is after the break. You're in the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. 
I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. In a developing story, we've learned that after decades of service to boys and girls everywhere, the Easter Bunny has stepped down. He has identified his replacement as a local rabbit who has been seen frequenting area Ingalls markets in recent days. He has been stocking up on Ingalls Easter candy, holiday hams, farm fresh eggs, and Easter lilies and balloons. And they also say that Easter magic indeed starts at Ingalls. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. We are back at the Sportsocracy. What will the New England Patriots do? Well, the report is that Bill Belichick has tried to shop Matt Jones around the league this offseason. Apparently, he's talked to the Bucks and the Raiders and the Commanders and the Texans. And, and, and I actually, uh, I, somebody in the break just sent me a, a, a recording of a message that was sent to the New England Patriots when they called about Matt Jones. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack squat. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. I told you. Jesus yeah, violence today. Look, Mac Jones not worth anything. All right. It, it, and it's, it's not a shot on him as a quarterback. Look how many quarterbacks are available right now. To some shape, form, or fashion. You could have Lamar Jackson for two first-round picks right now. There's nobody with an IQ above salad dressing that would look at Mac Jones and Lamar Jackson and go, yeah, they're the same. Mm -hmm. No. Yes, there's compensation. I get it. To some shape, form, or fashion, Matthew Stafford would be available. Kirk Cousins could probably be had if you overpaid him. Aaron Rodgers has been out there. Wait, wait, wait. What was that? Who's available? If you overpaid him. Who could be available? Who who exactly is going to do that? Uh, you give me a first round pick. I just, yeah, I hey, seem hey. to remember somebody to telling me I cheated at a daily draft. Well, you did. I mean, if I give you forty three first round picks, yeah, I could probably get Pat Mahomes. But, <laughs> but you have all of these quarterbacks that are out there. Why? Why are all of them out there? Because the NFL has figured out one very patent flaw in the system. All of these teams have figured this out. You have two choices. You can either have an elite quarterback. You can have a cheap quarterback. Mm-hmm. And Mac Jones is doing what? It's getting closer and closer to decision time. There's no doubt you're not kicking in that option. Fact or fiction? Fact. There is no shot you would kick that option. No. So Bill's looking at it now going, I can get back a little value. Probably to throw him into a competition with somebody or as a, as a long-term fix, say, with the Rams or somebody like that, mm-hmm. that they stick him behind Matthew Stafford. And if he goes down, hey, we have a living, breathing quarterback again. That's the only places I can find that, that make any sense. But what Bill has done is he's looking at Bailey Zapp going, there's one thing that Bailey did in those two 
the two games he started, the four games he played. And what was that? What was his completion percentage? I have no idea. 70.7%. Okay. Now, it's it's in 92 throws. And, yeah, he had three interceptions in that, too. But Bill's looking at this going, I can win with that. Mm-hmm. I can win with that because that kid completes a lot of passes, got a decent enough arm, and I could go chase a weapon. Because I feel like he's – there's a reason their name has been attached to DeAndre Hopkins as often as it has. I'm not saying that's where it's going to go, but Arizona's not getting – what it is they're looking for, and I'm, I promise you I'm going somewhere with it. Mm-hmm. So let's say you could get a four for Mac Jones. What's the price on DeAndre Hopkins right now? It's four or five, isn't four. it? Yeah, it's a four. Yeah. It's a four. It's what Arizona would let him go for. Now, they don't want to pay one cent of that deal, and it's fully guaranteed. But would it shock me? Would it shock me if they went to DeAndre and said, well, the interest on you around the league is not what you would want it to be. I, why? I have absolutely no idea. Maybe you and old old Bob can have a a, a a reunion of sorts. Can y'all make up? Maybe we just hold hands, sit around a campfire, and sing Kumbaya for a while. See if we can't mend these old fences. <laughs> because think about it. All right, if I've got Bailey Zapp playing quarterback, DeAndre Hopkins on the outside, do you like that team better or worse than what it is right now? Better. And for me, it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Now, am I telling you that's a playoff team? No, but it would be interesting. Right now, New England has, they have a disease that is really hard to get over. You are boring. You are dull as dishwater. There is nothing. All right, the most ardent fan. What are you excited about? This is what I've been trying to say for years, but now Bill has finally given me a little a little, a little nugget here to, to harp on. Mm-hmm. What are you excited about? All right, you're going into this year. Look up and down the division. You got the, Aaron Rodgers coming into the Jets. The Bills coming off three seasons where they were the, the perennial favorite, and there's no real reason they shouldn't be again. Miami's added all these pieces. You got Jalen Ramsey coming. What's doing on that? Bill. We signed uh, uh, Mike Gesicki. That guy had 34 catches for the Dolphins last year. Yeah. This is a way to spice it up. This is a way to spice it up, get the fan base interested, because right now you're dull. Yeah. And and look, I'm not one of those that thinks you have to pander to the fan base because ticket sales and things like that are just grossly overrated. Is this Bill's last hurrah? Is this the last gasp of or, or the last uh, grasp at relevancy? Not to me. Because otherwise, what happens? New England goes eight, nine, seven, and ten, something like that again. And now you got Robert Kraft wanting to make some decisions. Oh, I mean, I don't think the decision's ever Bill, though. I, mm, I really don't. I don't know. I would I would never have thought that until the report came out about Gerard Mayo. Well, and that was, there's no time frame on it. That's just where it'll go. Yeah, but the fact you that can't do anything with it. Bill. I have a completely different look at how that's going to go. I th- you said last hurrah. I will agree with that, but there's a comma, not a period right there. Okay. There, this is the last hurrah this way. If this doesn't work, we tap out on Mac Jones, we, we, we give the weapon, which he hasn't done since Randy Moss, mm-hmm. going to get the high-level devalued asset to prop up a quarterback that's probably not – a high-level talent, but he's got a good arm. He can do some of the things that the next year, if this doesn't work out, then okay. Now I'm officially to the, I have to go make a move for a high-level quarterback. 
and weird timing that that might be the best quarterback draft we've had in my lifetime. Problem for New England is they'll they'll be too competitive, right? They'll be too competitive to be in. If it doesn't lineup. work with Bailey Zapp, where do they finish? All right, let's say it goes. I mean, I still, let's say I still it goes feel like in you're way, in the you're you're in that ten to thirteen range, ten to fourteen. Oh, you're, I thought you were talking about wins. No, no, no. I was no. like, holy no, smokes. That's where you'd we be need drafting. to get you an IV right now because you are going to die. <laughs> no, that's where you'd be drafting next okay, year. Okay, so if it doesn't go well with Bailey Zapp next year, how many games do they win the division? One? Maybe. Maybe two? All right, let's give you two to be on the high side. Here are the other teams you play around the league. Sorry, this is really funny when you look at it. Kansas City Chiefs, L.A. Chargers, Philadelphia Eagles, Washington Commanders, Indianapolis Colts, New Orleans Saints. If this goes poorly, there's two more wins there. Mm -hmm. So you got four. On the road, you go to the Dallas Cowboys, to the Denver Broncos, the Raiders, who are U-West, the New York Giants, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. If this goes poorly, they could go 5-12. and 12. They could. The AFC's too good. And then you're in a position of, okay, well, look, you got the Texans, who are not going to be particularly good. They're drafting quarterback this year. You got the Panthers. I mean, I don't think they're going to be in the top 10, but they're taking a quarterback this year. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis culture taking the quarterback this year. You're not going to tap out after a year. So it could be, and, and this is the the three-dimensional chess with Bill. He could be looking around the league going, I can't get squat for Mac Jones, who we just took in the first round two years ago. Why? Because there's not many teams in this league that aren't set at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so a year from now, that story's not going to change that vehemently. Right. And so there's a chance that I could go up there and get a Caleb Williams or get a Drake May or get a Quinn Ewers. Mm-hmm. And now I've got my quarterback for the long haul, and that's the last hurrah. Right. I think this is a beautiful play. And I'm not just trying to wax poetic about New England because everybody thinks I'm a hater. I'm just telling you the truth. This is, I am tired of being mediocre. I'm tired of being Cam Newton level del- delusional. And that's all I've been trying to say for years. And that's, I, I think this might be one of the greater moves I've seen of Bill Belichick since Tom Brady walked out. Of I, that I don't know if you've if you've noticed, but in some of his uh, off season contacts with the media, Bill seems to be more open to having those discussions about legacy. Mm-hmm. And to me, that signals he's getting close. You and kept telling me what you, for the last two years, you've always had it in the back of your mind, or you've mentioned once or twice. Well, this could be the last year. This could be the last well, year because he'll be seventy-one in two Absolutely. weeks. Absolutely, and I, and I think we're actually at that point. Well, he'll be, but but there was a comment to that as well. He'll be seventy-one in two weeks, but this team is not a threat to win. Can you win nine games? Sure. Do you think Bill Belichick wakes up in the morning and goes, mm, I I uh, can't wait to go nine and eight this year. This will be a lot of fun. Well, no. no, Bill wants to win Super Bowls. If I'm not competing for that's where I was the last two years. That's not a Super Bowl roster. And this is a, I mean, it's it would not be an easy fix, but this is step one of an ultimate eight-step process that could lead to, have, to Bill having one last hurrah as a legit contender in this league. All right, you're not related. Cousin Colin Green in the YouTube comments says, Mac Jones to the Packers, please make that happen. He would be better than... Uh, uh, Jordan Love. Notorious B.I.G. also says uh, Mac Jones to the Jets. Zach Wilson to New England. Everybody's happy. You know, the world is just really trying to irk me today. And, <laughs> and, and no, 
I'd still take Zach Wilson over Mac Jones, even knowing what I know right now. You are in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Um, well, while Mac, Mac Jones is being shopped, there's uh, there's an offer on the table for one star. Well, used to be a star wide star receiver. Is. She's got a star name. We'll talk about him coming up next as well as get just a bit outside. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Tired of getting dinged? By monthly fees on your checking account? You need Simple Checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account. But no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, and it's time to get just a bit outside. And um, my story, staying in the sports world here, uh, Travis Kelsey, he's, he's just living his best life. The guy just won a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. He hosted Saturday Night Live, and now he has launched his newest venture, which I feel like he's going to be able to make a pretty penny on. So this this year, the NFL draft is in Kansas City, and that weekend, Travis Kelsey is going to be hosting Kelsey Jam. He has put together a concert that he is now promoting, and my computer is not cooperating, or I would give you the bands that yeah, are going to appear the, at this concert. Everything in the room just locked up. <laughs> everything is just locked down at this moment. Um, but he, he's throwing this concert, 50 bucks a ticket to get in general admission. They've got $250 uh, VIPs that you could get into. All right, and it, it features some of his favorite artists, headlined by Machine Gun Kelly who is also an Ohio native like Travis Kelsey, Tech Nine, Rick Ross, and, and this is a, this is a this is a, a name I'm not familiar with, so you can probably school me on this. Who is Loud Luxury? No clue. No clue. All right. A- anyway, those are if some I'm of the versing you on bands, you have chosen very poorly. Well, these are rap artists, so I like the I don't listen to any of this. I know who these people are. No, you still listen to bangers from Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> On occasion, uh, I will. 
still the greatest rapper of all time is still Busta Rhymes. Uh, <laughs> and that's why we can't do greatest rappers on this show. Uh, indeed, indeed. Uh, pre-sale for tickets opens up this Friday. I'm not sure that any of you are going to be interested in going to Kansas City for this, but hey, if you've got plans to go to the draft, you might as well plan on that uh, that Friday of the draft, the 27th, I believe is the date. Um, yeah, Kelsey Jam. I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to have gobs of money, like if I hit the Powerball or something, just to throw like a giant concert with all my favorite bands. Mm, yeah, not me. Why? Um, well, because, well, I mean, I know you were in the bar business for a while. Well, but, I that, mean, wouldn't it be awesome? That didn't hurt any of it. I was gonna say, but wouldn't it be awesome to have uh, to? Because if to I put had, this on, because if I had one more person say this is Aquafina, not Fiji, uh, get away from me right now. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, oh, filling out the writers oh, for the band. Yeah, so, yeah. uh, I only want green M and M's. I want you. <laughs> Did you get, actually ever have anybody do that? Not that drastic. I was but say. I've had, I, I've had some, I've had some interesting ones over the years. I, the Aquafina Fiji thing that oh, yeah. totally happened. Oh yeah. I saw the writer once for a ludicrous concert. Whole buddy. Let's just say there were a whole lot of crimes on that list that I didn't know you could procure oh, for a band. hundred <laughs> percent. What are you, a cop? My story comes from Dodger Stadium. Maybe you saw the video over the weekend of one Mr. Ricardo Juarez. He was the rocket surgeon that decided to propose to his girlfriend, Stephanie Gutierrez, in center field of Dodger Stadium. So he jumps over the outfield fence, oh, so runs to the playing. center of the field, and holds out the ring and goes, ah! So he didn't, like, pay the team to be mm -mm. able to do this. No, well, he paid the team for a seat in the outfield. And then he went full rogue and went, I am choosing violence and I am here for myself. Oh, well, man. the problem with that is that there was a security guard out there along that there uh, outfield fence, he chose violence too. I showed Tank the video before the show. Guy gets down on one knee and he's just sitting there like, ah, and wow. Yeah. And, I mean, full, Terry Tate off his linebacker. Ray Lewis came out of left field and just depleted this yeah, guy. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the security card is probably like a former USC football player. Oh, I have no idea who it is, but I can tell you. Beautiful form. Oh, I was about to say, I can tell you right now, if I was if I was scouting this security guard's tape for the draft, I would say, I'm not sure what his coverage skills look like, because that guy did get out on the field and was there for quite some time. But when he got home, he got home. <laughs> well, he had a lot of ground to cover. You gotta give him a break. Well, I, I have officially seen tangible proof of inflation. And a and the current economy here in the United here here in the old United States. Okay. Because these two have started a GoFundMe for, for their wedding expenses. And the, the title of it says, Please help us support our wedding. This is the same guy that committed a crime to propose. And they thought because we went viral that it, we'll, we'll post it up there. People that enjoyed the sure. video will okay, free wedding. So their goal was twenty thousand mm dollars. -hmm. How much do you think they've raised in three days? Oh, GoFundMe's are stupid. It's got to be like one hundred and forty-five thousand dollars. You would have been really close if you had never said the the, the word thousand. 
It's six hundred and thirteen dollars in three days, <laughs> and for that, I salute oh, yeah. you, the American populace. You got your teeth knocked out by a security guard for six hundred bucks. Eggs are eight dollars a carton, and you're asking me for money for your wedding because you got decleated at Dodger Stadium. Get out of here, yeah, no sir. Let's go, no sir. I, you know, I had uh, I had a lot of a lot of moments in the last couple of years that have made me doubt humanity. And now that I know that these two people are not going to be able to scam their way into a free wedding well, just I mean, because the, the guy did something stupid at a baseball game. Well, here's the thing. I feel better. Okay, they could have a doozy of a wedding in Atlantic City in a little white chapel. Because <laughs> for just the low, low price of just three ninety nine, you could have Elvis Mary in Atlantic City. There you go. Let's go. And you got some left over for the craps like, table. Bingo. Double down. Let's get to that 20000 baby. We're doing all on red. Let's go. Uh, once again, uh, this is Jeremy's opportunity to say don't propose at sporting events. No. And you know what? I hope every proposal at a sporting event ends exactly this way. Oh, honey, look up at the Jumbotron, and here comes a security yeah. guard. Just wow, let's go. Here's the thing. If you are going to propose at a, at, a, at a game, yeah, it's a good idea to clue the team into that. Oh, I know it's going to cost you some money. It'll it'll cost you something to get your name put up on the video board, but at least you're not going to have to spend a couple, you know, a, 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 an hour or so in uh, ballpark jail. Well, and pick your teeth up out of center field. Well, here's my offer. All right, to any team that's listening, I am six foot five. I weigh two hundred and forty five pounds, and I haven't hit anybody in quite some time, but I'm willing to try. If you need a we're not doing that here monitor, I volunteer as tribute. We'll call we'll call Doug Maurer right now over at McCormick Field. He'll put you on on the job. Let's go. The only thing is that I'm not going to provide much else for security. I'm going to be ever on the ready for somebody to run out on that field. <laughs> and when you do, it's Jeremy's time to shine. Have you ever heard that that old stand-up bit from Cat Williams about a tiger sitting in there uh, sitting in their cage going, "I don't feel like a tiger." If somebody ever came down in this cage, oh, look, what is happening <laughs> over here? Jeremy would be the first security guard in uh, in baseball history to have his own entrance music. Oh, yeah. It's this guy runs out onto the field, and you hear the stone cold music. I have my own theme song from when I used to fight. It's Hail to the King by uh, Event Sevenfold. Oh, and that nice. just comes on, and you should start looking around immediately going, <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> this is not going to go my way at all now, is it? This is the Sportsocracy. It is ESPN, Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. And, yep, there's Odell Beckham Jr. news. So, Odell Beckham Jr., is he's got a, a, a contract offer on the table from the Baltimore Ravens. The problem with Baltimore is they don't have a quarterback. So, well, I mean, look, right now, the two teams that we know have offers to Odell Beckham Jr. are the Jets and the and the Ravens. The weird thing of that is that's the two teams with the weirdest quarterback situations in the NFL because they both have quarterbacks who shall not be named mm -hmm. because they're on conversation probation. Mm -hmm. Steven Towns already said fake news on the Odell Beckham Jr. thing. Uh, let me go ahead and tell you. No, it's not. Baltimore's made it, it, some inroads with a lot of receivers. The problem is that every one of them is looking at this team going, I don't know what I'm getting. Now, if Lamar's coming back, yeah, let's go. 
Let's good times roll. And I won't be shocked if Odell Beckham Jr. does sign there. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he's going to play with the Jets. I, I, I know we're playing we're playing the fun, hey, let's make Aaron feel pretty about himself game. I don't know where Odell Beckham Jr. is supposed to play in New York. Now, with, with Baltimore? Oh, I totally. He's the one. Yeah, no, no doubt. Right. Now, the question is, which one of those is more beneficial for him? And I'm not sure there's a good answer to that. I, I would believe it would be the Ravens. I don't, because I don't like him as a one. I don't uh, think he is a one at this point. Yeah, but I would think that the usage alone would be the better spot for him. Uh, would you rather go uh, 150 targets from Tyler Huntley or 90 from Aaron Rodgers? You think he'd get that much? Uh, he could. I mean, who's he competing for targets with? Rashad Bateman? No, 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 no. I'm talking about with the Jets. Oh, yeah. Okay. He would be the replacement for... Davis? Corey Davis, I guess. I guess. Well, you still have Davis, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I don't really know why. But you like him. I do. He's a really good blocker. I would also like if you played more often than we had leap years. Uh, but one out of about every four mm -hmm. games, that's where you can really count on Corey Davis. To me, the question would be, what does is, what is Od Odell want to do? Does Odell want to be try to be the guy again? Or does he want to be a supplemental piece like he was with L.A.? Well, I mean, the market is bearing itself out on a lot of these guys. That, that's the, that, to me, has always been the beauty of the NFL free agency market because it is the definition of truth serum. No matter what it is you think you're worth, go find out. Go find mm -hmm. out. If that offer's out there, you'll take it. When it's not, you get a big old heaping spoonful of reality. I mean – to me, Odell Beckham Jr. is worth about $4 million a year right now. That's where he's at. He hasn't played in a year. Mm -hmm. Last time I saw him, he blew his knee out. I have absolutely no idea what I'm getting. And frankly, he hadn't been all that good in a handful of years anyway. I mean, he was fine for one, what, eight-game run with the Rams? I, you think I'm paying that $15 million? No. Yeah, and, 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 I'm, I, and I'm curious. I am curious about the knee. Everybody's really, curious about that. I, I really am because Adam Schefter put out the report, I guess it was earlier today, that the definitive reason that he missed the game was because he couldn't travel. Because he had traveled to Pittsburgh, so he missed the, the playoff game, didn't go on the road with them for the playoff game. And everybody asked quite why didn't he travel? Well, apparently he had traveled the week before to Pittsburgh, and it, it caused more soreness, more inflammation in the knee. And so he didn't go the next week to keep that from happening, to keep from having any setback. If just traveling was causing you a setback, that that concerns me. Well, I mean, and, and it should. I just, I at this point don't necessarily think he is that high level of a player. And I go back to DeAndre Hopkins. If I, it, I, I don't care about the money. We figured out in the NFL the salary cap's made up. It's monopoly money anyway. All right, between the void years and all the different ways you can circumvent the cap, I don't care about that. If you're telling me I can get – DeAndre Hopkins for a mid-round draft pick. I'm doing that a hundred times. If I'm Baltimore, that's where I'm going. Yes, that's intriguing to try to mend fences with with Lamar Jackson because I think there's something in the back of his head. And sorry that I had uh, my name shall be named. I get it. I think that's intriguing enough to go. Okay, well at least you're trying to put weapons around me. I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. really does anything, and I get that that. Captain Hiawaska likes him, but is anybody else really going, yeah, uh, uh, now now we're a Super Bowl contender? 
we got that guy that was on the boat, and then the Giants didn't win more than four games for a decade. I think the uh, I think the answer to that is yes, as a supplemental piece. He I don't even know that a there's championship. A, I don't even know that there's a ton of teams that are lining up for that. Maybe not. If he came down to four million dollars, I still don't think you have more than three or four real suitors. I think the Jets would be, the Ravens would be, maybe two or three more. But I read this report and just went, that's that feels like a real desperation move. And that doesn't scream Baltimore to me. Okay. I mean, there's got to be a little bit of desperation in there, right? I'm not so sure, and we'll we'll discuss that in the next hour. Yeah, well, yeah, there could be a, there could be a couple of ways that Baltimore could go with their quarterback situation. Odell Beckham Jr. obviously would be a much needed addition to this offense because you have Rashad Bateman and nobody else to throw to, which means you basically have nobody. Period. Wow, you 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 turned sour on him quickly. Well, he's you? a Sasquatch. He only plays one out of out of every four games. So I mean, and, and every great play I've ever seen of his was a grainy cell phone video that was shot off a flip phone for some reason. <laughs> and I believe in the talent, but your greatest ability is your availability. No, you are in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey, buddy, you want to go fishing? The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy. Let me help you. But at Ingles, we know that a lot of our heroes now you look like a are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingles. All the ingredients for family. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. And we had the uh, national championship game last night. In the, the Oh, sorry. Uh, every time I hear that phrase after that game last night, awful. I mean, congratulations to the UConn Huskies. Woo. Your picks, how'd they go? Uh, well, I got Connecticut right because, as I told you, Vegas could not set that number high enough. Well, they were only down five, and then what happened? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were down five and then got outscored. Oh, let me do some basic math here. 50 or uh, 50, 15 to five in the last four minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the under was just totally headed down the path of happiness. And then San Diego State decided to start fouling. You're down a thousand. Okay, you're down a thousand. If if UConn went home, I'm not sure you could beat them in a minute and a half. I don't think you'd score that many points if they weren't on the floor. <laughs> so it wasn't a banner night for your picks. Well, I was I, I was heavily invested on Connecticut. So as I told you, after going into the Elite Eight, ain't nobody beating them. Right? Ain't nobody gonna come close to beating them. 
And they didn't. It was a dominating performance for the UConn Huskies. And now, I mean, now now you just got to rest on the, on the on the NBA. Woo. Yeah, if you if you didn't see what happened over the weekend in the NBA, uh, there was a two leg parlay, two legs, Blazers, Spurs. One was a 19-and-a-half-point dog. One was a 16-and-a-half-point dog. Okay. They both won outright. If you'd had a $100 two-leg parlay on those two in the money line, it paid you over twelve grand. Wow. It's only the – in the last 15 years, I think it's only like the fifth time that's happened. Did anybody do it? Not that I know of. Okay. If they did, they're a, just – I mean, that, I'm glad they won because it's probably somebody looking to break at least both of their legs and both of their thumbs. Right. Because they have a problem. Uh, we got uh, this is Masters Week as well. Oh yes, it is. So Jeremy's uh, Jeremy's got some bangers for you for the tournament, and we're going to talk about that at the top of the five o'clock hour because that's going to be our daily draft today. We're going to take uh, our groups for the Masters this weekend. It all starts on Thursday. We will not have a show with you tomorrow because of Braves baseball. So we're going to do this today in order to get ahead of the start of the tournament. Uh, and uh, Masters Week is one of my favorite weeks. I can't wait. I know it's going to rain a couple days over the weekend. It I will. Care. Yeah. They're talking about the third round on Saturday could be the rainiest of all of them. However, the Sunday. Beautiful. You could have some good, you know, it's it's going to be um, unseasonably cool in, in Augusta. I mean, it's a good thing because Augusta is hot as, yep, uh, just, I mean, it's Columbia, South Carolina. I was going to say, I've never been to Augusta, but it is, is it, is it north or south of, uh, of Columbia on the, oh my God, my parts are sweating scale. Slightly south, but not by much. This is the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville coming up after the Sports Center update. It's time to mock the mocks. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. This is the Sportsocracy, and we are live in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. And the Sportsocracy heard everywhere you go around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. That way you can join us in the chat, get your thoughts in on this draftmas season, this offseason, as... Um, we get closer and closer to the big day. We will be covering each and every pick live on YouTube, as we always do. It's our Christmas, which is why we call it Draftmas. That's right. We got three-round mock drafts going out team by team on the YouTube channel. So no matter what your team, no matter uh, who your enemy team is, we've got the coverage of all of them. Uh, tomorrow, we will not be here. The Braves preempt us. Uh, so if you're on the YouTubes, uh, in our three o'clock time slot, you will see a series of mock drafts go out just like they did last Thursday when we were preempted mm-hmm. by the Braves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will, uh, we'll have all of that coverage, uh, for you coming out over the next, uh, several days. And now it's time to play one of our favorite games. I love this game. It's called mocking the mock because Todd McShay's latest 
mock draft for the 2023 NFL draft has come out, and, and he's got some interesting picks here. I'm reasonably sure he was actively intoxicated when he put this together. Every time one of these comes out, and it and and it's always the biggest names. Well, those are the ones that we pay attention to. And you always have this same criticism. So what makes the what makes them so quote unquote bad at prognosticating the order? So I I can't tell you why this is, but and I'm sure Todd has has sources within it with inside the league. Oh yeah. Well, you say that, but you have to realize who he is. So they know he's putting out mocks like this that are going to get seen on ESPN.com. There are times, and there are a handful of them in this mock, that I can 100% tell you they're not happening. 100% I'm not. I, how do you think I knew about the Trayvon Walker thing last year? Mm-hmm. It, it's not because I just guessed. I mean, because if, if it was guessing, damn, I'm good at guessing. Right. Like, that's just, it's because people tell me things that they probably wouldn't tell Todd. And it's not me. I'm not trying to big time Todd McShay. I don't have a platform like Todd McShay does. Right. So there's no incentive to tell him anything. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Now I have friends and, and different things like that, and they go, "Oh, you're 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 down there just doing stuff." And they pat me on the head and go, "Here, here's a here's a here's a nugget for you." And if anything, they would want to throw him curveballs. Which one of them is is at the top of this? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he starts it out with Carolina Panthers taking C.J. Stroud. I feel like everybody's on that now. Houston Texans, Bryce Young. That's how this is going. Yes. It's CJ Stroud at one, Bryce Young at two. The draft starts at three. Yep. And it starts with the Arizona Cardinals. But wait, there's a trade. And Arizona does want to trade out. I don't know that they're going to find the partner. There are some things that I have heard. I said last week, don't be shocked if the Baltimore Ravens find some way to, to, to pull this off. And weird, guess who's on Anthony Richardson's visit list? Mm-hmm. The Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and this uh, mock, uh, Todd has in his mock the Colts trading up to three with the Arizona Cardinals. So Cardinals move down a spot. Indianapolis moves up a spot. They have to give up a future second rounder and a third round pick this year. And let me say this as clearly as I can. There is not a snowball's chance in Atlanta that that's going to happen. In his, he has them giving up four, number 79, and a future second rounder. No shot. Not just no, but oh, good Lord, no. A, you don't even have him taking the right quarterback. Indianapolis is on Will Levis, not mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. The, Richardson the Richardson thing has been a smokescreen from them from Jump Street. I have said that for weeks. Weird report came out last night. Mm, Jeremy's right. They're in on Levis. They like him a lot. So why? Is, and let's just say, let's just for all intents and purposes say that Indianapolis does like Anthony Richardson. I know one of the two of them's coming to me. I know they like Levis. Mm-hmm. If they like Richardson, then I can sit right here and get a quarterback I like, and I'm not giving up a second-round pick. Both of these guys are limited compared to Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. So now you're telling me I'm going to give up two day-two picks to move up one spot when I don't actually know that you have another trade partner. This is what I crushed Carolina for. Who in the world were you outbidding? There have been several teams, though, linked to the number three pick. Well, you had the rumor out there about Tennessee. You had a rumor out there about the Baltimore Ravens. Well, here's the problem with Tennessee. Tennessee knows if they they have to get up from 11 to 3, 
the amount of capital that they have to give up to get up there is going to keep them from putting a competitive team around the quarterback. It's the reason they would be in on the probably soon-to-be former Baltimore quarterback whose name shall not be mentioned on the show mm-hmm. until something happens. That makes sense. Trading up to get Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, who are both raw as all get-out, to put them behind a bad offensive line with no weapons. Say that out loud two or three times, and you'll quickly figure out how stupid it is mm-hmm. because that's the behind-closed-doors conversations I have of why in the world would Tennessee do that, and they feel yeah. the same way. Yeah. So this looking at this trade, it would be Indianapolis making the trade just so nobody else gets in front of them mm-hmm. to get their guy. Problem is, they've got him taking Anthony Richardson at three, which is not the guy that they reportedly want. Which would be Will Levis. Number four, Arizona Cardinals move back. They take uh, Will Anderson. Now, here's the re- now this is another thing I can completely uh, debunk. If Arizona had a solution where they could get Will Anderson and move down, they'd have already done it. Mm-hmm. It's not out there. They know if we move down, we're losing out on him. Now the question is, can we find a way to make this palatable for us? In my mock draft, I did because they moved down with Baltimore, who had done all of the things with Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That would work. Moving down a spot and taking Will Anderson? Uh, there's not a team out there that loves these quarterbacks that much. Yeah, it's just, just seen as a way to get the extra draft capital. If that's who you want, you're taking him at three. Period. Yep. Number five, Seattle Seahawks. He's got him taking Jalen Carter. No shot. Not just no, but oh, good Lord, no. Jalen Carter's not going to the top five. I won't be shocked if he doesn't go in the top ten. Mm-hmm. There are teams taking him off the board every single day. Every day. He is not going at five. Mm-hmm. Now, what would Seattle do if Will Anderson was gone? I fully believe it's Tyree Wilson. But I wouldn't be shocked if, if at that point they just started trying to beg anybody, somebody that needs a quarterback, come up here and get him. Mm-hmm. Because they would not want to pick at five. Yeah, I mean, Tyree Wilson would be the fallback, but you're not taking Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter there. Yeah, uh, Tyree Wilson at six to the Detroit Lions. Can't say anything. You you finally got one. I can't say anything about Dodd. And then at number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders take the first cornerback off the board, and it's. <sighs> Devin Witherspoon. You were doing so well. You were doing so well. <laughs> yeah, you had one. Uh, would you like to hear the list of teams that I know have Devin Witherspoon as their number one corner in this class? Would you like to hear it again? Would you like to hear it again? Uh, Christian Gonzalez is the one by a pretty decent amount at this point. Now, w- what happens at two? There are a few teams that have different views there. But I have been told Devin Witherspoon's not going to the top ten. I like the kid. I I think the top three are very close to each other. But what I like and what teams are, are actively discussing and where their brains are are not always the same thing. There is zero shot he goes in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, continuing down the uh, down the list here, you've got some of the usual suspects. Nothing really pops off the page to you until you get down to, oh, 14. Jeremy's Jets at 13 get Paris Johnson. I think he, he would be happy with that. Yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigbet 11. You skipped one that's kind of comical to me. Why is that comical? Uh, no team that I've talked to has him as the number one receiver on the board. I have routinely been told he's going in the 20s. If he sneaks into the back end of the teens, it'll be because somebody just – things didn't go their way and he's safe and, and they're willing to take 
the personality risk. Okay. He ain't going at 11. So all of you that, that jump in our YouTube comments and go, I'd rather have Jackson Smith and Jigba. Well, that's fine. I mean, I would like to have a, a, a sports car. I was about to say things I would really like to have a sports car. That's, I would like to have a sports car. Right. I don't have one of those. Uh, he's, he's just not going that high. Mm-hmm. There are too many drawbacks with him. Uh, the, the the personality red flags. And then you get to Tennessee. Of Okay, so I want you to say this out loud to me. Who are the receivers on that team as as currently constituted? On Tennessee, mm-hmm. well, you got Traylon Burks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played. Where, where does he play? Uh, the best best tape he's ever had. Play, he plays out of the what is that slot? Slot. Yeah, that's it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, hyphen hyphenated guy. Oh, and Nick Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Uh, he can play on the outside. He's not very good at it, but he he can do it. And then Kyle Phillips. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And his best tape is it's at it's slot. That, oh, yeah. It's on. This, oh, so great. We just we're the slottiest team in the NFL. <laughs> awesome. That that makes all the sense in the world. Oh, we're like the New York Giants. At this point, we might as well just run the wing T because we don't have any receivers that can play on the outside. It's a it's a whole new offensive yep. game plan. I have four slot receivers. Uh, who plays on the outside? Nobody. Jackson Smith and Jigba at 11 to the Tennessee Titans. Jeremy's got a problem with that one. At 14, though, there has been no Will Levis in all of this. And so, quarterback needy team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers trade up with the New England Patriots to get Will Levis at 14. Let me me make a sweeping declaration here. If Will Levis gets to number 14, and I'm seeing this more and more often, I will eat my hat on camera. I will deep fry it. I don't know how I'll deep fry it, but I will find a way and I will eat it. Cause that's not gonna happen. Is that like Ta- a- first of all, Tampa Bay wouldn't let him fall this far. No. Because they would start panicking about and, and you got so many teams that want to trade down. Tampa Bay would start panicking roughly the Chicago Bears pick. Yep. Nine. Of okay, Chicago wants to uh, Chicago would probably like to move down again. Mm-hmm. Uh so who's calling them? Who would be making the move on Levis? Because now you're getting to that point where you're not paying crazy capital to get up there. They would panic long before that. And so the Buccaneers would trade the 19th pick to get up to nine and oh. try to do it at every pick. Oh, absolutely. And they would, trust me, you will Until find it time. happens. If you're, ESPN did a uh, an article that I found to be just outrageously comical of – Every team in the first round, should they trade down, trade up, or stay put? There were four teams that were supposed to trade up. Mm -hmm. There were 14 that were supposed to trade down. (laughs) That math don't math. Uh, And I don't know why this is so hard for people to understand, but dancing is, is, it's like a slow dance, all right? You have to have a partner, or you're just the crazy person that's spinning around in circles singing to yourself. Or you're Billy Idol. I feel like there's a reference there I was supposed to get, and I didn't get it. Dancing with myself, you know that song? Oh, good lord! I thought it was something weird he had done. I like it. Think it was White Wedding. <laughs> it's a different one. That's oh, a different. Oh, one. It was the other song he had. <laughs> you stop it. He had more bangers than Creed. Not close. <laughs> not, yeah, you're right. It's not close. Billy Idol two, Creed twenty two. That math, maths. You know, Creed never had a song like Money Money. <clears throat> nope nope can't do it can't do it. 
that still means it. It's the stupidest name for a title. Uh, stupidest name for a song. Ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Anyhow, yeah. Will Levis is not getting no. That Will Levis is not going to be and, available. And, and if you don't believe me, ask yourself this question: When was the last time that we had a big armed quarterback, big cannon rifle armed quarterback in the NFL fall out of the top ten? There was one. Well, let's think about that over the break. When we come back. I'll give you the answer. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. This is your time saver traffic on the new ESPN Asheville. Drive is slow in 240 eastbound between exit 3 and exit 4A. 26 westbound slow between Airport Road and the Blue Ridge Parkway. Haywood County, 40 westbound crawling between NC 209 and US 276. Long Shoals Road westbound stop and go between Clayton Road and Bavard Road. On Charlotte Highway eastbound near Emma's Grove Road, an accident reported. Hendersonville Road moving well. Sweeten Creek Road, no backups. I'm Lyndon Fuel with your time saver traffic. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. The double steak grilled cheese burrito is now at Taco Bell. Two servings of grilled marinated steak and a melty three cheese layer inside, plus grilled bubbly cheese on the outside. Have participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time only while supplies last. Contact local stores for prices, hours, and participation, which vary. Tax extra. Cleaning the inside of your house is easy, but the outside is where most people need a little help. WNC Wash Pros are the highest rated exterior cleaning company in North Carolina with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Whether you need your walkways pressure washed or the outside of the house scrubbed clean, we will kill all organic growth to preserve your paint and extend the life of your roof with our gentle and soft approach. Call us at 828-560-WASH or visit our website at wncwashpros.com for a free estimate today. Did you know that Ingles sells more organics than any other grocery store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Everyone loves TV Dad. On the next TV Dad presented by Progressive, TV Dad gets us through heartache. <laughs> Chin up, sport. Oh, hey, TV Dad. You know what heals all wounds? Time? <laughs> no, it's remembering the drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. But Jen still doesn't want to be with me. True. I actually saw her with your friend Brian earlier. Wait, what? Listen to your TV dad. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. 
I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, eh, God? It is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. I always will maintain if you could hear the conversation in the break, it would be so much As entertaining as we currently are, it's so much better if you could hear what what doesn't come through these here microphones. (laughs) Billy Idol. Banger. Scott Stapp. Banger. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, Anyway, it is the sportsocracy. And um, so we're mocking the mocks here. And there's one very patent reason that you're not going to see Will Levis fall this far. Todd McShay has Will Levis falling to 14 in his latest mock draft. Do do you know the last quarterback that was not drafted with a single-digit number that came into the draft with a rocket arm? Aaron Rodgers? Patrick Mahomes. Ah, yeah. Yeah, the last one before that was Josh Freeman. That didn't go well. I get it. He had a lot of problems. He went at 18, and the only thing he had was a rocket arm. Mm-hmm. And you got I remember to those years. That. I remember those years well. Yeah, the days of – plus, it's just it's comical to people like me that people don't see through the issues with Will Levin. I mean, I have him at three, and he's clearly ahead of Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. People have their questions about him, and apparently Todd McShay does too. Having him fall to 14 and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers trading up with the New England Patriots to get him. Then you go to 15, and the Green Bay Packers will take Miles Murphy. Hold on. I I, I prepared a response to this. (laughs) Hey, if he goes in the first round, he'll be super lucky. But he ran a 4-5-8 at his pro day. I've heard that before. First of all, is at Clemson, you cannot trust a word that comes out of that place because they think everybody is just, well, they're going to come to the league and be superstars, and they got burned by Cleland Farrell. And since then, we do our due diligence on Clemson. Mm-hmm. You also have to remember at pro days, stopwatch. At the combine, laser. That is a That could be as much as a full tenth difference in times. And they will always lay on the side of their guy. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't care how fast he ran. The tape screams issues, and in that situation, he stands up, which gives me that adjective thing that we talk about. Oh, it feels like heartburn and kind of a heart attack, and I don't like any of it. After the Miles Murphy pick at 15. <laughs> yeah, the next one's funny to me, too. The pick at 16 is funny to uh, you? Joey Porter Jr. lasting to 16. Oh. Betty don't. Well, I was going to say, I mean, if he does and he's on the board, mm-hmm. there well, would be a, be a no-doubter. Oh, yeah. I mean, they got it right that a corner should be there. It's just Devin Witherspoon, uh, the one you took at seven. To the Washington mm-hmm. Commanders. Mm-hmm. And then? And then, I, you know, there's not a ton of issues. Broderick Jones, B. John Robinson, the Lions, Darnell Wright. Uh, he's got Seattle taking a receiver just like I did. Then we get down to number 21 with the Los Angeles Chargers. What was their biggest problem last year? Stopping the run. Mm-hmm. So they they take Kalijah Cansey. Yeah, pass rushing defensive tackle. Let's who do can't that. stop the run. <laughs> A little undersized defensive tackle. That's 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 your theory. Hmm. Okay. I, I, that's insane to me. 
just completely out of the range of possibilities. There are well, they're handful, still ta- they're still I think what? the Chargers are one of the teams in the NFL that have the world by the tail. Because there's about eight guys that could fall to them, and they would just be ecstatic about it. That name has never so much as crossed my mind. Because it doesn't make even a lick of sense. Mm-hmm. It's obviously the comparison that you hate, oh, Aaron, you hate people making. Hey, it's Aaron Donald. If, right. he was, if there was even a puncher's chance that he was Aaron Donald, he'd be going to the top ten. Of Give class. Brandon Staley his opportunity at the closest thing that he's had to Aaron Donald, or Aaron Donald since Aaron Donald. That's their thought. And then at number 23, the Minnesota Vikings. Which way do they go? Do they go wide receiver? Do they go corner? Do they go I mean, the, edge rusher? You got so many needs, and this is such a good draft, and it falls in so nicely there. Hendon Sh- Hooker, quarterback, Tennessee. You, does anybody remember the last time we took a quarterback that was this old in the first round? Because I do. Uh, his name was Brandon Whedon, and it was an absolute dumpster fire. I have no qualms with Hendon Hooker. Mm-hmm. But this narrative that he's going to go in the first round is almost, without a doubt, the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But but the fifth year option, the fifth year option, he will be thirty years old. I mean, I like the kid, and from everything I've heard, he's a he's a super swell guy. He wasn't even draftable until he was twenty four years old, playing with eighteen and nineteen year old kids in a gimmicky offense in the SEC with three draftable wide receivers in this class, two of which will go in the first two days. Mm-hmm. I killed your whole argument in two sentences. There's no team in the league that would do this. And I, and I'm just getting inundated with this. Of all these teams that love Hinton Hooker, he's six months younger than Lamar Jackson, who started in this, in this league for five years. Right. Nobody would do this. He could be a back end of the second round pick. Well, if he wasn't coming off the knee, I would have said Seattle would have definitely been a team to look at in the second round with him because he kind of reminds me of Geno Smith. Mm -hmm. And I think he would be a good, suitable backup to come in and possibly be the heir apparent. He's only eight years younger than Geno Smith. And we talk about guys on rookie deals. Hendon Hooker is coming off a knee injury, and he's three-plus years older than every other quarterback in this class. Not named Tanner McKee, who somehow we just keep pushing. He'll be lucky to be drafted at this point, and Hendon Hooker somehow is screaming up boards. Yep, that math don't math. And if Minnesota does it, holy good gracious, I would, I'd, I'll fall out of my chair. Like, if you're watching our draft coverage and this happens, I, you may have to call an EMT because I will laugh until I actually have an infarction. Shortly shortly after you had to punt on the Kellen Mond pick. <laughs> you're going to do it again with a quarterback? Who was another quarterback in a, in a gimmicky offense. Mm-hmm. So this team's already been burned by this once. And now you think they're going to do it again. Okay. And, and you're throwing to Justin Jefferson and me. Awesome. Yeah, that's really putting the guy in the, the best position to succeed. Right. Jacksonville taking Dalton Kincaid as the first tight end off the board. I don't know why you would do that because you already have Evan Ingram, but just hat on a hat. If you're taking a tight end, it should be Mayer. Yeah, maybe it's a developmental. You know, you, you, you got Evan a, Ingram for one year. It's a tall price for a tight end at 24. I would, I would say so as well. Giants taking Emmanuel Forbes at 25. No issue. Dallas Cowboys getting Michael Mayer at 26. No issue. Jordan Alice, Addison going to the Buffalo Bills at 27. Deontay Banks to Cincinnati. And then you got, this is the new nickname. I saw it in the chat. This is the new nickname for this guy since I can't say his name. It's Double A. 
Old double A edge rusher out of Northwestern. Out of Tommy Wah, out of Borier. See? I got a lot of practice in there. I got time. I got 23 days. Yes. Still the draft to practice, so I'll get it. And that's one that I actually don't have a problem with. He is He's a name I hear a lot. I, and if I had an issue with it, I'm not sure he makes it that far. Mm-hmm. There are teams that are just falling drunk in love with him. DNA Tooth Podcast was the one that uh, threw out the double A from Northwestern. Because oh, he, yeah. he asked you, uh, do, would you take Miles Murphy or double A? Oh, it's out of bar eight by a mile for me. I mean, literally by a mile. Fair enough. Then you got Will McDonald, the fourth. Which is only weird because they've already drafted a pass rusher in the first round. Going to the Philadelphia Eagles at yeah. 30. Hey, Eagles fans that like to tell me I'm stupid because I trade up to get a running back. How do you feel about two edge rushers in the first round? And at 31 or 32, I see ESPN's doing that thing where they took out the number 21 pick, but then the NFL's saying that's actually going to count. Mm-hmm. So it should be 32, the Kansas City Chiefs taking Felix and Adike Azama. Yeah, and I mean, I have no problem with any of that. And then just a couple high notes. Uh, Cyrus Torrance is not lasting to 39. There is zero shot of that. Brian Branch, now look, if the Jets somehow went Broderick Jones, Joe Tittman, Brian Branch, I'm done. Like, I, I'm just going to go home, and I'm going to drink 87 domestic lights like I did the night we drank. Oh, Sam Darnold. Oh, God, that was the last time I just got roadhoused on draft. Uh, false. It was last year. Oh, yeah, it was, that worked out nicely. Yeah. All right. If we're playing rock, paper, scissors, this would be the deciding uh, uh, year or so. <laughs> right. Joe Douglas, get on it. Yeah, Brian Branch at 43 is way too low for him. Uh, and then I, there were, I mean, Anton Harrison's too low. Dewan Jones is too low. Jack Campbell's. I want him to go higher, but I don't think he will. Jack Campbell. Yeah. And then other than that, I don't have that many issues. Sam Laporta will go higher than that, and I think Trenton Simpson will too. Okay. The second round, I actually don't have all that much of a problem with what he did. It's that the first round was so unbelievably stupid at times that I felt blood coming out of my ear of, okay, Philadelphia's taking two pass rushers in the first round. Okay. All right. That doesn't make any sense to me, but you do you. It is the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. When we come back from the, te- from the break, it'll be time to get weird, and there is uh, some rumors going around again about OAR-15. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. 
I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. We're back in the Ingles studio on ESPN Asheville, and uh, this is this is pretty weird. So, back in the 1980s, Canada started experimenting with their... Maple syrup, sorry. No, not I, with it, no... No, they've been doing that for years. They've been doing that for many, many years. But back in the 1980s, Canada, uh, farmers in Canada were were trying to come up with, I guess, a a more efficient hog to raise. So they started... No, 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 no. no. What what do you mean more efficient? Bigger pigs, more meat, more bang for your buck when they go go to market. But doesn't it just make them fatter? Not necessarily. Because a fatty pig is... It, it's, no, a, no, that's there. why you get monster pigs. They actually call these super pigs. Oink! Sorry, exactly. I, had to, I had to do it. Exactly, like the Family Guy episode where they go through the multiverse. Fizz for hooves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oink! So, so they went super pigs. They started breeding domestic pigs with wild boars. So they are a little bit bigger. They give you more meat and all that. Well years ago the the market collapsed and the super pigs escaped from all of the farms not all of the farms but many of the farms and they started breeding themselves out in the wild well pigs and wild boars they are an invasive species you see this from time to time here in the south you'll see stories about wild boars are destroying property and destroying crops and all this kind of stuff well apparently these super pigs that have now bred or overbred themselves in canada apparently they're crossing the border like you remember a year a couple years ago when they were talking about building a wall uh maybe we need a northern wall to keep the super pigs out i'm i am terrified of a pig with fists for hooves uh uh, invading i have never heard of the super pig before but apparently it's coming to america whether we want it to or not e my story is about something much more pleasant. The Dairy Queen blizzard. There has been a great mystery plaguing Phoenix, Arizona. They had a Dairy Queen that had a gigantic red spoon that was on top of their building. Well, on March 25th, surveillance tape showed two men and one woman get the spoon out of its base and load it into the bed of a flatbed truck. Spoon disappeared. It apparently would have cost seven thousand dollars to have another spoon made, which I don't, th- I don't know. But for why? <laughs> do, do you not know someone that can whittle? Uh, I mean, I don't think it's that hard to make a spoon. But what do I know? They even went as far as to create T-shirts with the Dairy Queen Blizzard on it that said, "Where's my spoon?" Oh, nice. Earlier this week, the great mystery came to a screeching halt as a man named Michael Foster found it okay where was it it was on a playground over a fence on a baseball field 
And Michael Foster found this while he was playing the mobile game Pokemon Go. <laughs> I haven't told you the funny part yet. So, so okay. And he's about 13 years old, right? You'd think, except you get to the next part of the story and realize he was 52. Oh. It's a 52-year-old man playing Pokemon Go. And then, quite, quite possibly the most staggering part of the story is that in his quote, he said, the first thing I did was send a picture to my wife and said, it's the spoon. She said, call the police. And I immediately went, what is happening right now? If you have that weird friend that does things that most grown men shouldn't do, you send them this story. And you tell them there is hope. Because Michael Foster... Not only did he solve a great mystery, not only does he play, play Pokemon Go, but he found somebody to love him. I laughed until I cried I didn't reading even... the story. There's nothing actually funny in the story. Nothing. There's not one joke, not a pun, not a limerick, not a squat. I laughed until it hurt. And by the time I got to the end of it, I went, there's somebody somewhere that's just as big a jerk as me that will see the humor in this story. <laughs> he read it to me before the show started, and I went, but wait, when he read the age of the guy, like, I first off, I didn't even know Pokemon Go was still a thing. And I, I didn't either. I thought that I thought that was like the great sparkler of mobile games. Right. Hey, this is fun. You're COVID because we can't be around anybody. And then... And a 52-year-old man, I mean, he... I, I could understand even someone like my age playing that game because Pokemon was big when we were in like middle school. Mm -hmm. This but guy you're got 52 into... years old. I mean, you were graduated from college oh, by yeah. the time Pokemon uh, came out. Th this guy got into Pokemon while he was at his, uh, at his big boy job selling insurance. <laughs> I actually have a quote from him that uh, I would like to play right now. I am 35. <laughs> I am divorced. And I live in a van down by the river. I couldn't help myself because that's yeah. why I was laughing yeah. the entire time. And that time. was his story until he found his lovely bride <laughs> who took him out of the van down by the river. It <laughs> still allows him to play Pokemon Go. Only, only for one hour a week if he does his chores. <laughs> There's but, at least somebody right now going, you guys are jerks. No, of course. No. Honesty hurts sometimes. <laughs> Bob Brown in the YouTube comments says, Super pig equals super bacon. You sign me up for that right now. I'm, I'm not averse. Super pigs are crazy. On, on average, these super pigs grow to be 600 pounds. That's a big old porker. Come on. I, I threw that. I lobbed <laughs> it up. And you, <laughs> you should have just knocked that no, one sir. right out of the park. No, sir. No, sir. I, w I won't do it. And you can't make me. <laughs> Oh, goodness. We will be covering, of course, all of the NFL draft right here in the Sportsocracy. All of the uh, picks will be live, as always, from the Ingles studio, solely on the YouTube stream. Go to the sportsocracy.com, click that live video link, and don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us and, and enjoy all of our draftmas season coverage. One name in the NFL draft that has generated probably more headlines than any other. Well, not named Jalen Carter. The other prospect generating more headlines and rumors than anybody else is Anthony Richardson. What's going to happen with the most athletic quarterback we've ever seen? Story comes out today that Anthony Richardson is going out to meet with some teams. And it's, 
some of them are usual suspects. The Indianapolis Colts, the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers. These are all teams that are drafted near the top of the draft that would be in a position to take Anthony Richardson. There are two teams on that list, though, that I didn't mention that are very curious because both of those teams, Floster Thomas, Jeremy Green, gave us trade scenarios for both of these teams just recently. A little birdie told him. And those two teams are the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens. And then a funny thing happened with the gambling market. And it's happened today. It happened yesterday. It happened over the weekend. Because the the fun thing about gambling markets is that it's really easy to watch where sharp information is coming from in a scenario like this. This is the reason you can't gamble the WWE Mm -hmm. because things that make sense, it's really easy to sway the line and then catch the, the average better with something that doesn't make a whole lot of sense right now. If you had to take a wager on who the favorite to draft Will Levis was, who'd you say it is? Indianapolis. You would be correct. That was not the case up until about a week ago. It was the Raiders. Okay. Now the Raiders are two. Any other team is three, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are four. It's hedging your bet. Mm-hmm. It's also that lot that number has gone up precipitously today after Todd McShay's mock came out. Then you look at the team to draft Anthony Richardson. And you had Carolina that was floating around there. It was just really nebulous. You have seven teams that are plus a thousand or less. I've never seen that with a player two weeks before the draft, two and a half weeks, Mm -hmm. three weeks, three math. Math is hard. The Colts are plus 200. The Titans are plus 300. Uh, The Seattle Seahawks are plus 450. That's a public narrative. Any other teams plus 550. Raiders are eight. Ravens are nine. Carolina Panthers are uh, plus a thousand. Carolina makes no sense. That is setting money on fire. Do not do that to yourself. The Raiders don't make any sense because now he would be their third quarterback. I kind of, I guess, got it when they didn't have a backup. And, and okay, these are two completely different quarterbacks schematically. That doesn't make any sense. Baltimore makes all the sense in the world. I, you're just going to have to do something with Lamar before you have the capital to move up to go get him. Where it gets interesting to me is Tennessee's plus 300. Because there's no shot he falls to 11, mm-hmm. ever. No. It's just not happening. He's too athletic. He's too good. Uh, the, the arm talent, all the same things I say about Will Levis, they all apply to Anthony Richardson as well. So how are they two? How's Tennessee two? A, a team that's bereft of, of capital, a team that's bereft of playmakers, why are they there? And then I look at Baltimore at plus 900 and go, that's the value. That's the value. You go get that right now. It's not what I gave you Trayvon Walker at plus 2250. Just throwing that out there. That's a house payment, maybe a new car, depending on how much you put on it. Um, And I'm getting to the point of, okay, somebody knows something somewhere. And I'm watching the betting markets, and it's telling me there's something going on. I just can't quite put my thumb on what it is. And I think there's a weird team that ends up at three. A weird team. A weird team. Whether it's Baltimore, whether it's Tennessee, it's a it's a full bailout for Arizona mm-hmm. because you're that desperate for a quarterback. And my problem with Tennessee is and has been, if you're this bad, 
that you're this desperate for a quarterback, you're going to be in the catbird seat for next year. I understand not wanting to be bad this year. You've done nothing to make that roster better. Mm -hmm. So now you're telling me you're going to put a young quarterback that doesn't have a ton of snaps under his belt as the day one starter. That's what you're trying to – that doesn't make any sense. When you hear hoofbeats, it makes a lot more sense to assume horses than zebras. That's a zebra. That's a zebra if I've ever seen a zebra in my entire life. And I keep falling back to, with what I know about the Colts, that they're after Will Levis regardless. Now, they've done a great job of flooding this with, well, it was Anthony Richardson. That number keeps coming down. Every time I check it, it's come down just a little bit more, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure that I'm not right about him in Baltimore. I heard it. I, I reported it. And a part of me walked away and went, that's, that's insane. I think it's happening. The further down this rabbit hole we go, I think it's happening. So it will end up being they Lamar trade in Tennessee. to Tennessee. Yep. Anthony Richardson to Baltimore. Will Levis to the Indianapolis Colts. And everybody's happy. Okay. There are two big questions in this draft that I cannot put my thumb on. Anthony Richardson is one. B. John Robinson's the other. B, nobody questions the talent on B. John. It's just where can I take a running back? Because every time we do this, we get burned. Mm-hmm. The second contract is always bad. So where can I do that? That's why I fall in line with Philadelphia, because that's a team that can afford the luxury. Absolutely. And it improves the offense. Absolutely. Anthony Richardson is the number one trending player in this draft. Is that not weird? No. If you search the trends, it's higher than Bryce Young, it's higher than C.J. Stroud. That's the no doubt one two in this class. Yeah, but there's no question about that. That's why Anthony Richardson well, is trending. Well, there's a question you don't know don't which know. one's going where. Well, I, we feel like we know. You feel like we you feel know. like we know. And and if it's not, there's only two places they can land. There's no real talking points here. There's no spicy information or spicy nuggets that are going to come out about C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. We don't think. It's going to go, Carolina's going to take one of the two, and then Houston's going to get the one that's left over. The interest, as you said, the draft starts at three. Mm-hmm. The interest starts with Anthony Richardson. Because there are a lot of people that believe that the, you know, the, the physical tools that he has, the freak athleticism that he has is way more than what Will Levis can give you. And that's that's where I'm at with 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 Richardson, there was so much uncertainty about having to have the right team around him, having to have uh, somebody for him to learn from, and yet, and then all of a sudden he became the hottest prospect because he did exactly what we knew he was going to do with the combine. I don't think anything he did surprised a soul that I know. No. And it's just, it's really interesting to me. Of the, the number of seats in this quarterback carousel they're getting it's getting less and less and yet everything i hear is none of these quarterbacks is going to fall means there's a move happening somewhere you just got to figure out what it is yep and the baltimore ravens could be the team to make that move and as soon as i saw their name on his uh, and and look we told the story yesterday jalen carter's not meeting with teams outside of the top 10 Mm -hmm. that would make great sense except for the fact your stock is falling like a rock and there's a lot of teams that would love for you to get in front of them and explain yourself the, the things that have happened with you there's none of that with Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. None. We know he's going in the top 10. 
Then why is he meeting with the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens? Exactly, because they have a they have a legitimate path to moving up to get him. Tennessee has cleared all of the all of the cap space that they possibly can to make some kind of a deal. I don't know if they'll end up with the draft pick. They possibly could end up with that number three draft pick somehow. But then what did you clear out all the money for? To me, it just makes perfect sense that they cleared out all the money to get Lamar, Lamar, Mm -hmm. and then it'll be Baltimore that makes the Mm -hmm. move with those picks. And if it comes to fruition, it'll just be another one of those days where we're going to have to sit through the three-hour Jeremy Green uh, ticker tape parade of I told you so. I was right again. I was right again. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. In a developing story, we've learned that after decades of service to boys and girls everywhere, the Easter Bunny has stepped down. He has identified his replacement as a local rabbit who has been seen frequenting area Ingalls markets in recent days. He has been stocking up on Ingalls Easter candy, holiday hams, farm fresh eggs, and Easter lilies and balloons. And they also say that Easter magic indeed starts at Ingalls. The Sportsocracy. You are just dumber than a bag of hammers. It is the Sportsocracy, and this is Masters Week. Hello, friends. That Joining was... you live from Butler Cabin. I can't. I, I can't wait. He's ready. Okay. He's so ready. Oh, the effort level out of me. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, minimal at best. <laughs> There's a sweet nap in my future, both mm. days that start with S. Might be one on Thursday and Friday, just sitting here at my desk, just conked out watching the Masters. This, is, to me, is one of the best weekends of the year. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, the golf is – I have grown to love golf. Ever since the comeback in the, the coronavirus year, that's when I got hooked on it because it was the only competition that we had on television – and ever since then, I have become what I always feared. An old, bald man sitting on my couch watching golf on Saturday and Sunday. sounds about right. <laughs> right. Is this the best weekend of the year? <sighs> I feel like that should be the daily draft. No, I, I don't feel like it is. Oh, I do. Oh, it's so good. Because you've, because you've come off all of the other things. All right, you had March Madness. You had the Super Bowl, you had the football season. It's just been constantly, nonstop. And then you get this sweet, serene weekend in Butler Cabin between the Azaleas. Right. It, it, lovely Augusta National. It, it's, it's phenomenal. You got Jim Nance at Augusta. You got the, the, the what, the Magnolias in bloom. And, oh, yes. Or the Azaleas, excuse me. It's the Azaleas, right? Yes. The yes. Azaleas, yes. yeah. I love major golf. I really do. 
And coming up at the top of the next hour after the Sports Center update, our daily draft will be taking our favorites to win the Masters. I think I wanna I think I wanna throw an audible. Oh. I think we should draft best weeks of the year. Best or best weeks. events of the year, whatever it is. Okay. And then give Masters picks after that. Okay. We'll do that then. Well, and here's why I say that. And and I'm I'm really not trying to take a shot at you. Give me your two after Scotty Scheffler. John Rom. All right. That didn't prove my point the way I wanted to. <laughs> your three. Oh. Yeah, see that's that's there's really- a whole group there's a whole group of them. Because there's always going to be somebody in play that you don't expect. And I mean, that's not me taking a shot at you. No. I'm, the, I'm the DFS golf guy. Yeah. So I can give you some cheaper, you know, if you're trying to make a lineup, I might be really overweight on lineups in the uh, the old millionaire maker on DraftKings. So I've, I've deep dove this quite aggressively. Okay. Matsuyama would probably be on that list for Never me. Never again. Never. Oh yeah. Never oh yeah. Again. After the U.S. He cost Open. me a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. But uh, okay. All right. So we'll do that. We'll do top of the hour up after the Sports Center update here in just a few moments. We will do best weekend slash events of the year in the world of sports, and then we'll we'll give you our Masters picks for man, just an, an exciting week oh, at Augusta. So good. So good. If you've never watched golf, this is the weekend to do it. This is the Sportsocracy, and it is ESPN Asheville. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It is the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. And you can see us live here in the Ingalls studio on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. That'll get you into the chat with us. And also by subscribing to the channel, you get alerts every time that we go live here in the Ingalls studio. So for, uh, of course, the afternoon show, here on ESPN every uh, every day at 3. Also, when we go live for all of the uh, picks for the NFL draft at the end of this month, at the end, that's the first time I've said this, the end of this month will be the NFL draft, and we will have all of the coverage of that uh, from pick number one all the way down to, was it 256? Yep. And then Jeremy's going to crawl in a hole, and you're not going to see him or hear him as much for about two months because i'm getting married next month indeed that's the first time i've said that wow life comes at you fast it does it does (laughs) all right let's uh let's get into today's daily draft top of the third hour of the program we always do the daily draft jeremy and i will pit our wits against each other to come up with the best class of whatever's it is that we're drafting um and today we'll do best weekends slash sporting events on the calendar and i will and and i think we should do this from a television standpoint to attend okay. i mean we could do it to attend I, I think it's either way i mean just and what see, are you to looking me it's forward different. to it's different because there's certain things 
that I there, there's one that's very high on my list that is a great television weekend, mm-hmm. but I would not want to attend it. Okay. So are we just gonna combo it? I think or? it would combo it. All right. It, All right. If you're looking forward, you're gonna to take it, the one I just said. So. If you're looking forward to it in sports, what is it? All right. So I have the number one pick. Okay. And that's really easy for me because it's this weekend. It's the Masters. It's Augusta. It's awesome because it's one of the only events where there's nothing else on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the second week of baseball. Awesome. Uh, great. I'll watch zero seconds of that. The NBA is right to that ugly spot where the contenders are not really playing for anything. So even if you're locked in on the NBA. Right, the only ones who care at this point are the play-in teams. Woo. <laughs> the Lakers with, without Anthony Davis, could they make it to the play-in tournament? If they do, are they considered with the title? No. Just shut that down real mm-hmm. quick. Masters is the uh, – it's – it's the unofficial kickoff of the PGA season. It's also the unofficial kickoff of spring. Mm-hmm. It's Easter weekend. It's just it, it, all of the things work nicely because this is pretty much the time where, from here until the the end of summer, you'll get a thing here and there. For me, this is like the end of the sporting year, where I dive three weeks into the draft, and then it's oh, there's a beach in my future. Yeah. And so just the combination of all those things, I absolutely love the Masters. The television production of it is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Jim Nance is phenomenal. The Green Jacket is phenomenal. And even if it's names you don't know, the tournament carries the water. All right, so Jeremy's a number one best weekend slash sporting event or sports weekend of the year is the Masters hard to argue with that it's definitely close to the top but for me there is there is one weekend that stands above all others and it's march madness i had a feeling that was the one i was talking about I, because you go from thursday at noon until midnight on sunday it's non-stop basketball action can i say something that is going to sound a little blasphemous yeah but it's true okay the thursday and friday are the best part indeed because you get to skip work. Mm-hmm. I, the Saturday, Sunday doesn't appeal to me nearly as much. I like it, but it wouldn't even be in the discussion. No. That Friday, Saturday. Or that Thursday, that Thursday Friday. Friday. Yep. That's where it's at. Yep. And I've always said the reason for that is it gives you a really good excuse to dip out of work. And mm-hmm. for me, it's my birthday. So two birds, one stone. Yeah. And, and that's the TV product you were talking about. Yes. Going to a tournament is fun. I'm out because then I don't get to see everything else. Yeah, I don't uh, want to just watch that up. regional. Yeah, you got to play catch up with your regional uh, of whatever day it's going to be. You'll be on a Thursday, Saturday, or the Friday, Sunday. So you'll miss the other games that are going on, but you can keep up with that. You got your phone. You can watch it on your phone. You go to a stadium. There are going to be televisions on with all of the other TVs, uh, you know, and the concourse or whatever. Uh, I've been to several NCAA tournaments around this area Greenville, Raleigh, Greensboro. They're a lot of fun. It's a great atmosphere when you get that many teams and fans of different different teams in one building. It's a great thing to go to. It's a great great television product. No no doubt about it to me that's the A number 1. And then <sighs> I've been racking my brain on this one because I mean there are a lot, don't get me wrong, but it's hard to choose what the next one is. Not for me. This is going to be a curveball. 
because if you say Red Sox Yankees, I'm a no, 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 no. Best weekend, second best weekend on the sports calendar to me. Opening weekend of the NFL. That is a curve. I would have said the obvious that we throw parties for and all of that. The problem with that weekend is you got Sunday night and that's it. Like you're so, oh, come on. You're so bored by the time that the game gets there. You're sick of going over the ins and outs of the matchup. You just want the game to happen on opening weekend. Everybody's got something to look forward to. Everybody's in it. There's hope springs eternal with the open of the NFL season. To me, that is the best weekend on the NFL calendar. Okay, so I'm going to take the layup of uh, it's the Super Bowl, which I'm assuming is what you were just talking about. That was the about. one I was talking about. Uh, that's the layup, and it's, to me, not even close. So I got my one and my two. Because the, you talk about being tired of the uh, of the, the game. You're 100% right. Mm-hmm. I don't watch any of the pregame. The, the first thing I watch of the Super Bowl is the national anthem. Mm-hmm. I will not consume any of the nonsensical six hours that they do beforehand mainly because i'm out imbibing with friends just like i did this year this year i was at the village porch at two o'clock mm-hmm. didn't even acknowledge the television couldn't have cared less throwing a football around whatever the case may be i love that weekend now my next one i don't feel like i have to take this here but i'm going to it's the draft for me the three days of the nfl draft is is just nonstop phenomenal. And it's not because I'm a draft guy. I've always felt this way. It always blew my mind that the NFL didn't make more of a production about it. Mm-hmm. Because for years it was just in New York and it was very poorly broadcast. And then Mel Kuyper came around and it got better. It got better and it got better. It got better. And then Roger Goodell showed up and went, oh, wait, there are a lot of people that predominantly listen to this show that really like the draft, and we're going to make it an event. And this year it's in Kansas City, so you got barbecue and beers and just a phenomenal three days of, of activity. Mm-hmm. Love the draft. The draft is fun. Without me doing this job and being with you guys for all of the NFL draft, couldn't care less. Really couldn't. If I was not doing this, I would not watch the NFL draft. It's just never been my thing. Like, I watched the first round on Thursday night or Friday night or whenever the hell they do it. Oh, the, to, to me, it's a it's almost like a, a reset in the – it's not in the middle of the offseason, but I can mentally tell myself it is because this is where it basically goes away. And then you don't – then you have virtually nothing for – a few months until you get into the training camps and and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. But it's almost like a full refresher on everything that's happened and, and hyping you up for the next year. And Oh, it's so good. So good. All right. Uh, solid choices by you. Uh, three straight picks from the NFL. As I went the NFL opening weekend, you go super bowl weekend and then the NFL draft. Um, and I have a feeling you will not take my other two. So that's the reason I got the draft was just to be sure that the draft guy got it. You were going to get it. I know. Regardless. I think uh, I was going to get the other two, too. <laughs> um, all right. Next up. It does, does it have to be a weekend? Does no. it have to be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday no. kind of thing? Because I think my next choice has to be 
bowl season. And not just all of the bowls, but no, specifically the, the New Year's. Yeah. I'm talking New Year's that. six to the national championship game that week is just a whole lot of fun. I knew you were going to do that, and it's been so devalued to me outside of the, the two playoff games that I don't even hardly care. I'll wager it mm-hmm. and then not watch it. Yeah. It's become like college basketball for me. Yeah. For me, it's the last, it's the last gasp. It's the it's that I don't care about who's playing in the Rose Bowl if it's USC and Penn State. I could give a flying fig about either of those programs. However, this is the last chance I'm going to have to watch real big boy college football. And so I'm in. So I'm invested. So for me, it's the New Year's Six bowl season. The big bowl season within the the other bowl season that we really don't care about. Uh, and then, hmm, I think I'm going to go with a golf weekend and it's the open championship. You almost got punched. You're not. Oh, that's I, not my answer. Oh, I, oh, I, was, I, I think I know where you're going with that. Uh, one. Oh, mine is, I could have had five that were in golf, honestly. Well, yeah, I mean, because that, I mean, that truly is a full weekend, Thursday to Sunday. Oh, yeah. You've got a lot to watch over four days. It's stem to stern, you know, dawn till dusk, basically. But the Open Championship is something that I have really come to love. If this had been a attendant, that would have been on my list. Okay. Uh, and, and I would love my, it, it's a great tournament. The only problem that I have with it is it almost invariably is just raining sideways. Mm-hmm. And so it's not as... It's not as palatable to me. I like watching it, but it's it's not up there on par. You didn't take it, so I'm literally getting all five of my top five. Oh, good for you. Uh, the Ryder Cup is mine. Yeah, couldn't care. Phenomenal. Less. It's so good. If you're if you're really invested in golf, and it, honestly, even if you're not, because you get the flag in, involved. And anytime you get the flag involved, it gets it, it cranks things up a notch. And for me, the it is the one time outside of the majors, and it's even higher than that, where these guys are putting it all out there. And you're seeing exactly how good these guys are against the toughest golf courses on the planet. And it's so good. And it's a, there's a team vibe that you don't get any other time. And I, I just absolutely love the Ryder Cup. Well, if you love the team stuff so much, why don't you watch Live? Flag already said that. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it's it, and it's. Oh, look, it's Bubba Watson and two people I've never heard of. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's super palatable yeah. for me. Yeah. You're gonna grimace at this because you've never liked this as much as I do, and you poo poo this every single single year. It's the Army Navy football game. <laughs> Gross. It's the Army Navy football game. I love it. It's one of it's on my bucket list of things to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh. I mean, now I've got a lot of military friends that almost it, it almost gets into the same vibe as what I was talking about with the Ryder Cup, and I think that's why you don't get into it because you've you've never had like, I mean, we go like forty deep when we watch this thing. Yeah. So for me, it's almost like a a big old drunken event too, and I wasn't even in the military, mm-hmm. and I just I love it. I love it. Yeah. I've gotten more into it every single year, and now it's very high on my bucket list. I like. I'll put it this way. If you told me I could go to a Super Bowl or I could go to the Army-Navy football game, I would choose the latter. Really? 100%. Wouldn't think about it for a second. 
Wow. Because I don't want the, 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 the pageantry of the Super Bowl doesn't really do it for me. Mm-hmm. So going to all these ridiculous, oh, look, it's the Maxim party. <laughs> hey, I'm good. Uh, that, uh, that I have to put on big boy pants for we, that. And I don't we want to. could not be more polar opposites on that one. Oh, yeah. I don't. Because great rivalry, historic, national, you know, all, all the things. Army versus now. I get it. I'm a, you, you, I probably have not watched a single Army-Navy game in my life. If you add up all of the bits and pieces of all the Army-Navy games I've ever seen, it will not come close to equaling a full game because they're irrelevant. Yeah, see, I don't care about that. Yeah, and I, I, I You're talking about on the national scale. Right, right. Like, th- I don't this care is about never that. a game for anything. See, but it's always a game for something. That's what's alluring to me is that you get all these college football games that don't mean anything. So if you'd said Michigan-Ohio State, okay, how many of these years did it not mean squat sure. Sure. for Michigan? Mm-hmm. That has a, a, a like a national title tie-in to it, and there's just sometimes it's not there. Yeah, This always has the tie-in. Yep, yep. All right, uh, and my final pick for the best weekend sporting events in the, uh, you know, in the calendar, it's Memorial Day. Indianapolis 500, Coca-Cola 600. The motorsports, that's the one weekend for them to shine. In the middle of summer, the dog days, when there's nothing else going on, you got you got IndyCar and, and NASCAR. And, that's, that's a good day. Yeah. If you'd have had another one, what would it have been? Probably be a kickoff weekend of college football. Mine would have been the Daytona 500. Yeah. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. It is one of the best sports weekends uh, coming up, and we are not going to be with you tomorrow because the Braves baseball will be on, and so we're going to talk some Masters. We'll give you the best bets for the weekend, who could win, who could be the dark horse. Jeremy will have some bangers for you on who you might be able to wager on, maybe put in your DraftKings lineup this weekend. Masters gets underway in Augusta on Thursday. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC.
the sportsocracy. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. Yes, sir, it is Masters Week. As all the best golfers in the world will gather down at Augusta National for the 2023 version, will Scotty Scheffler be able to uh, go back-to-back at the Masters? I mean, he's the the overwhelming favorite to me. Mm -hmm. It's him and Rory McIlroy, and frankly... If you've been doing this for any period of time, Rory has burned you at one of these tournaments. Because it it's not that he finishes poorly. It's just he never wins. And he'll be in contention, mm-hmm. and then Sunday will come around, and he'll shoot a 74, and next thing you know, he finishes 15th. Right. Scotty Scheffler, there's no shot he doesn't finish the top 10. Yeah, I was going to say, or Rory will be in contention, and then or he'll be leading going into Sunday. He'll lead this tournament at some point. Mm-hmm. Probably for a pretty significant period of time. And then they'll end up losing by a stroke or two. I mean, the thing with Rory and Scotty Scheffler is they are just so much better than everybody off the tee. So you take this course that's already, I mean, it's not as long as people think. But now I have that advantage, and they're not just really long off the tee. They're really long and really straight off the tee. Mm-hmm. That's a huge advantage. That, I call that the Bryson DeChambeau rule. The fact that you can hit one 448 yards, I could care less because you're in the woods. He once said, he called it a par 67, and it really rubbed people the wrong way. Right. That's also why he's really never contended to win here. But yet, here we are. Rory and Scotty are the the no doubt. I mean, and they're priced that way if you're playing on DraftKings. Right. Scheffler's $11,000. It is hard to build a lineup with him. A competitive lineup, anyway. Uh, Not competitive. I'm talking about to win. Yeah, it is hard to build a lineup that could win this thing with him in it. Rory's a little cheaper, but um, I don't. Yep. I don't even kind of care. Uh, what I'm looking at is five to one odds that Scotty Scheffler takes it. Rory's at fifteen to two. Yeah, it's seven and a half to one. And then right after that, where I would probably be wagering my money if I were a betting man would be on John Rom. John <sighs> Rom withdrew from the last tournament. Because, I mean, you you don't want to take any chance. He's been playing really hot golf so far this season. Well, he's, fa- he's fantastic. He has not fared all that well here. And, it, I mean, then that's the case until it's not the case. Right. At some point, it's got to be his turn, right? No, that's not how the Masters works. There are a lot of guys that never got their turn at Augusta. I mean, and I can't fault you for it. I can't find a way that I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Just so, I mean, if I'm going that high where I'm taking that thin of odds, it's Scotty Scheffler, and I'm not going to think about it. But then you get into like a second tier. It's Colin Morikawa that that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. All right, so he hasn't been as good as you would expect. But then you kind of dig into it and go, well, not so sure all of that matters. Because a lot of the things that have really bothered him are not things that are a problem here. And you're getting stuck. Stupidly good value. He's 22 to 1 to win this thing. Him and Justin Thomas both. Now, the question with Justin Thomas is can you putt to save your life? Uh, because there have been times that he has not. Mm-hmm. But if he does, then you're getting a guy that should be right behind the favorites 
at a huge discount. Yep. Yep. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama is another one that I mentioned. Nope. Can't do it. I know you can't nope, do can't it because he burns me a million you dollars. Once. He cost me a million dollars with a snowman on a par five. I'm out. Yeah. Burns you at the U.S. Open. When was that? 2013? That was at the Open, at the open Championship. Oh, it's the Open. That was in two, that was the year before, uh, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. He cost me the million. Uh, I went into Sunday tied for first. Uh, and I did not win it. I won quite a bit. Right. But, and it was all. All on Hideki Matsuyama. Mm-hmm. I had first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and Hideki. But he's thirty-five to one right now, coming off a top-five finish last week, and he's won this tournament before. It was just two years ago, or three tournaments ago. How did I forgot? Because they they screwed up the schedule. But it was twenty twenty, wasn't it? When he won the Masters. Yes. No, twenty twenty-one. Was it twenty twenty-one? Twenty twenty-one. Okay. Uh, if I'm in that range, I'll probably go Tony Fee now. Now, is he going to win it? Probably not. But, man, he is so consistently good. Mm-hmm. And if he ever gets it right, he will want it. He'll, he'll win one of these and make somebody just a fortune because he is always undervalued. If you're playing cash games on DraftKings, that's, it, it, that's probably where you should start because I don't see a path he doesn't finish in the top 15. Mm-hmm. There's always a guy in contention. Like Saturday at the, you know, going into the clubhouse on Saturday or midway point on Sunday, there's always one guy that you go, uh, who the hell is that? Danny Willett. Right. Like you'll, you know, you'll have John Rom, Rory McElroy, and, uh, uh, uh what, what's it? Kokrak or I'm just trying oh, to think of somebody off. The, yeah, yeah. 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 Who could be that guy this week? Corey Connors. Uh, he just won the last tournament that, that that we played at Valero, and he's so cheap and he's been so good at Augusta. He's never really threatened to win, but he finished sixth last year, and he's seventy six hundred on DraftKings. And I'm looking at him going, "You're going to be really popular," and I'm not so sure I care. I don't really know that I care. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, he's another one that's for whatever reason he's always involved. Mm-hmm. Never really threatens to win, but he's always involved. And then there's one name that we haven't said yet that if you told me somebody that you weren't really expecting, and it would be more the the average fan, uh, Sung J.M. He, in the last two years at Augusta, has finished tied for second and tied for eighth. Oh. And you're catching him at a stupid... He will probably be in every lineup I have. Mm-hmm. He's 8,100 on DraftKings. I can honestly see him winning. And he's the only person in that range. It fall, I mean, you get very Louis Oosthuizen uh, when you when you get into that. I was range. waiting. For Don't that do name. it. Don't. I was do waiting it. for that. Now I was going. I was just setting up. How am I going to pose the question about Louis Oosthuizen? Yeah, my two favorite names to say, which are Louis Oosthuizen and Xander Shoffley. Uh That's two I will avoid like they are on fire. Just because you've been burned so many times, uh, Louis. No, he's it, when, when he went to live. All of a sudden, now it, he just. I don't know what happened to him, uh, but he just does not really seem to care. He doesn't even look like the same guy anymore. Mm-hmm. And people will see the name. You mark my words, he will be 10% owned on DraftKings because people see that name and go, he's always involved. And he could shoot an 82 on the first day, and it wouldn't shock me at all. Do you have a, a dark horse we haven't talked about yet? Oh, uh, no. Not I mean, you know... It, I like golf, but I'm I'm not at that point yet where I can go. You know, I really feel like this course lays out well for 
whoever. Cameron Young. Uh, it's it, He will go low on because he was god-awful here last year. And I don't care. Mm-hmm. If that is what It was his first crack at Augusta, and he got the uh, wobbly knees. And he – I can't remember what hole that was on. He poured a drive as far right as I've ever seen in my life. It looked like me playing golf. Just one of those where – you get angry, you've had a bad few holes, and you overswing, and you kill somebody five holes down. Mm-hmm. He did that, threw up a eight or a nine, I can't remember which one, and he's never recovered from it. He is too good to be this cheap. And then probably the name that you know I'm going to say, Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland. Because he is just a dog. Yeah. Patrick Cantlay is always a guy that's in that seems to be in contention. The only thing about Patrick Cantlay – is that he has just been a horror awful here in the vast majority of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you not to do it. I just will tell you there is, I don't see a path that he wins it. If we're, now, if we're just trying to win it, he's super out. If you just want somebody that could finish well. Right. I mean, I would rather go Sam Burns, but that's just me. Sam Burns. Sam Burns is my new, okay. uh, yeah, he's never appreciated. He's always cheaper than he should be. And I just, I find myself very often making DraftKings lineups going, who am I going to put right? Sam Burns. Yep. Hey, done. And we're done. Yep. I have my personal favorites that I, that, that I will pull for the lower level guys that I don't feel like get that, you know, like um, the Irish guys. I really like the Irish guys. Uh, Seamus Power and um, Shane Lowry. Shane Lowry. Yeah. Love those guys. For Shane some Lowry reason. got his. He got his one win. We're, we're, <laughs> we're good. We're good yeah. with Shane Lowry. Don't need no, to do it's that not again. that I don't like the guy. I mean, it's just this is a golf course that no, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. That's the other thing you got to remember. If you play DraftKings or DFS, 90% of people that play this are as clueless as you are. Yep. So when you see a name and you go, hey, I know him, just realize that probably nine out of every other 10 people doing the same thing yeah uh saw a write-up earlier today from a name that i think we should mention because he looks like he's gonna be a guy that gets mentioned a lot coming up in the near future he's the number one amateur in the world right now gordon Sargent. he's a sophomore from vanderbilt and he made some waves yesterday when he went out on the uh uh on for a practice round with justin thomas and max homa and was routinely just out driving them left and right that's that's his thing he's a big hitter and they at, at one point there were expletives being thrown around on the course by max homa's uh caddy because of how far this kid was hitting so i, I have a golf guy who's shocked uh when i hear a name that i don't know and i asked him about this amateur, yeah, amateur yeah, yeah. yeah his exact response was dot 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 and then what happened Oh, that's a real bad sign of, oh, this kid can annihilate a ball off the tee and then can't putt to save his life. So he's Bryson DeChambeau's little brother. Well, it's not even that. It's, <laughs> you got to understand with amateurs, they get here, they've never seen anything like this. Oh, yeah. All right. If you're an amateur that hasn't played in some of these PGA, even the, the filler events don't give you a course like this. These greens are evil. Mm-hmm. If you want to know how fast a golf ball at Augusta is, go in your driveway and take a golf ball and drop it. And watch it roll. That's like what that is what putting at Augusta is like. That's how hard it it is is. like putting in the parking lot. Because if you let one get away from you, it goes four days. And I'm always scared of first time guys when they come here. All right. It all starts Thursday morning, 7 40 a.m. on Thursday. 
Uh, you've got the honorary start with Gary Player, Jack Nicholas, and Tom Watson kicking off this tournament, and then play will get underway shortly thereafter. There are some good uh, there's some good groups to watch on the first days. Tiger Woods, Xander Shoffley, and Victor Hovland are going to be in a group together. That's one that I will probably have a real close eye on. At 10.18 a.m., you've got 10.42, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, and Cam Young. You also yes. have your boy Sam Burns. He's yes. going to be teeing off with Rory McIlroy and Tom Kim at 1.48 p.m. Tom Kim, that's another name I didn't say, but uh, if there's anybody that this stage is not going to intimidate, uh, that's a real good one. Yeah, you got Justin, uh, Justin, uh, Dustin Johnson, Corey Connors, and Justin Rose in a group at, in the one o'clock window. Matthew Fitzpatrick, Colin Morikawa, and Will Zalatoris. That'll be a fun little group to watch as well. I'm excited. It is one of the best sports weekends uh, on the calendar. There's no doubt about it. I can't wait. You are in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. Goodbye, Prince. When we come back, it'll be time for the most important message of the day. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. In a developing story, we've learned that after decades of service to boys and girls everywhere, the Easter Bunny has stepped down. He has identified his replacement as a local rabbit who has been seen frequenting area Ingalls markets in recent days. He has been stocking up on Ingalls Easter candy, holiday hams, farm fresh eggs, and Easter lilies and balloons. And they also say that Easter magic indeed starts at Ingalls. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy. It is time for the most important message of the day. Don't do crimes. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, you got one job. One job. One job. Don't do crimes. <laughs> All right. Uh, for today's Don't Do Crimes, um, Jeremy, you know where Waxhaw is? Waxhaw. Nope. Waxhaw, North Carolina. It's right around. Not a clue. Right, right around the uh, Charlotte area, right on the uh, South Carolina border. And down in Waxhall, police are on the lookout for a man named Tyler. How do they know they're on the lookout for Tyler? Because he put his name on the water tower. He did, the, he did that thing. I didn't think this was still a thing where people would climb water towers to deface them horribly. Like, I get... You know, they're, 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 look, don't do crimes, okay? Spray painting, vandalism, all of that. At least if you're going to do it, make it look good. Make, make it look nice. Make it look like, oh, I don't know, the, the, the big, uh, silo that's down in the River Arts District that's got the stay weird or whatever on it. Like, that looks cool. This was scrawled, uh, horribly on the Waxhaw, North Carolina, um, water tower. Tyler was here. Uh, it's also got a heart with an A and a T in the middle of it. Um, he apparently wrote uh, blessed on there as well. And 
that sent the Waxhaw Police Department to Facebook to ask people for tips. It says, our historic water tower has been partially repainted by someone over the weekend without prior approval of the town of Waxhaw. Based on the artistic efforts, we can deduce a few things. One, Tyler was here. Two, he loves A. Three, he is not afraid of heights. And four, Tyler is blessed for not falling off of the water tower, they add. If you happen to know which of the many Tylers who love someone whose name starts with an A and may be responsible for this, please let us know. It could equal a nice cash reward for you. Says Tyler, the truth may set you free, but only if it comes from you. If we get it from someone else first, not so much. Come on down to the PD and explain your artistic influences. I love it when cops get snarky on social media. My story, we know exactly who did this. Their name is just redacted in the story because this is a federal crime. Oh. If you've ever flown for an extended period uh, or a good number of times in your life, you have probably had somebody that liked to get up and wander around the plane. Well, a Los Angeles to Seattle flight with Delta Airlines had this problem on Saturday. First of all, Delta, can can we can we maybe cinch the belt loops up? This is about the seventh airport story in a row I've told that came from Delta. <laughs> Man was on the plane. It was taxiing, it, it, preparing for takeoff. It was 737, Delta flight 1714, and this was around 1040 in the morning. Man's just wandering around the plane. The, the uh, flight staff says, hey, it's time to get this thing up in the air. So we're going to need you to sit down and fasten your seatbelt. Not only did he not do that, he opened the emergency exit, slid down the inflatable slide, and began running around the, the, the taxi area. Oh, wow. He had to be detained by local law enforcement. He was arrested and charged with just a slew of crimes. I actually didn't know you got charged with that many things for doing weird things on an airplane, but it's a lot. Yeah. Now, here's my question. Why in the world is that door so easy to open? This is like the fourth one of these stories I've told. Because if you we made not- it harder to open when you actually needed it, it would be hell trying to save yourselves. Okay. Well, I mean, and, and I'm not trying to be morbid here, but A, that door is only going to help you in certain situations. Uh-huh. B, you do realize that if you open that door while it's, you know, up in the air... A whole mess of bad things happen. Sure. Maybe we could put a little barrier there. Maybe we could put something that uh, has to be voice acted, uh, activated by an employee. Maybe not just a random door that depressurizes the cabin in the middle of it. <laughs> I think that every time I get on a plane. Like, uh-huh. uh, is this the day that some dumb dumb feels the urge to open that door? That's a frightening thought, and I have oh, never thought about it before. I think it every single time. I, not up in the air. It's, oh, does somebody lose their mind? Because I've been on enough flights with enough people that apparently have never been up in the air before, and as soon as the plane starts doing its movements, oh, yeah. they lose their minds. Mm-hmm. I've only experienced that once. I've only experienced it once where I've been on a flight and thought that there was another person on the plane that was a danger to himself oh, no, and no, no. to I've, everyone else. I've never had one that was a danger, but I've had some that were that were very freaked out by the thought of flying. Oh, yeah. And anytime I I come into contact with one of those people, 
I have a very basic line that I say to all of them, especially if they're sitting in my row and they're sitting inside this me. It's going to be super mean, isn't it? Shut up and die quietly. It's 100%. 100% it's me. awful. Shut up and die quietly. That is an awful thing to say. Look, I mean, if it's going to get one of us, it's going to get all of us. So you're worrying about it ain't going to do squat unless you're <laughs> supposed to be sitting up there. Yeah. And if you don't want to sit here, there's a little uh, door right there that they will let you out to go back into the airport and you can drive wherever you're going. But you are really starting to irritate me. Yeah. Yeah. I got into an argument one w- with a guy one time that was arguing whether or not these doors like this are even necessary. Because what does it matter? Well, I mean, granted, if you fall out of the sky, the little raft isn't really going to do a lot for you, depending on how hard you hit. However, we have seen scenarios like the the Hudson, the Miracle on the Hudson, and all of that. Like there are situations where this can come in handy. No doubt, I'd I would rather have it and not need exactly. it than need it not have it. I don't think I don't know about making it harder. I mean, maybe less accessible to the public. How one of the that? you know one of these days, I want to write a book of all the stupid things people have said to me whilst taxiing at an airport. I've probably taken a thousand commercial flights in my life. Mm-hmm. I have had just a, 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 a an outrageous lack of rocket surgeon sitting next to me. Some of the most unbelievably stupid things that have ever come out of people's mouths have come to me sitting on an airplane while it's moving, mind you. So now I'm stuck and I cannot get away from you. I had one guy explain to me his, his, uh, his conspiracy theories on the government oh from arizona to charlotte but that was fun three hours into that was it trip sheriff joe arpaio uh i have no <laughs> idea who that is three hours into that trip uh i realized that it was going poorly when i started going you know this guy's got some points <laughs> and then i looked at the person in front of me and went uh-oh i have been completely indoctrinated and that was the day that i learned birds aren't real hmm the more you know. Interesting. Uh, it is the sportsocracy, and last night we had a champion crowned. Men's college basketball, UConn, became national champions for the fifth time in 25 years. We'll take a quick break. We'll talk about the game last night, which was not the greatest thing to watch, but it's a pretty big statement for college basketball. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Did you know that Ingalls sells more organics than any other grocery store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. 
I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need simple checking from Home Trust Bank. With simple checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The Sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. Well, you would probably think that if you, you know, if, if, if you saw my bracket, uh, it didn't, didn't go D- well. Didn't go your way? Uh, first weekend was, was fine. Had a really good bracket. It was up at the, you know, 85th percentile, and then it wasn't. I think I finished in the 14th percentile. Uh, I basically got every game wrong after the first weekend. UConn ends up being the national champions after they beat uh, San Diego State last night. It was another double-digit victory for them, 76-59. to They become the fourth team in NCAA tournament history to win all of their tournament games by an average of 20 or more points. And it was just flat-eye broccoli. I mean, literally, this tur- if you ever question – why we talk about Duke, Carolina, Kentucky is because you get to a point where you have this. Mm-hmm. You ha- those teams have intrigue. Those teams have stars. They have flash plays. They have highlights. I'm not saying these other teams don't, but basically what this Final Four reminded me of is the argument that I used to have against mid-major basketball. Nothing wrong with it. You pull for one of those teams, you're absolutely invested, and it's and it's a decent product. But it's not top-level basketball. Well, I mean, you had no emotional attachment to anybody for San Diego State. When this rating comes out, it is going to be amazingly low. I will be shocked if it's not. And now the bad thing is I'm looking at the, the top 25 for next year. Uh, I don't know who put this out. Jeff Borzello. Put out his top 25 for next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, ain't going to be a whole lot better. He's got Florida Atlantic at five. Five. For next year. Wow. Woof. I mean, that's it's a talented team that made a hell of a run this year. And they don't lose much. So no, I mean, they're returning, I think, all five starters from they this They do return Final all Four five team. starters. Um, and I, I'm just looking at my Marquette's at two. Then you got a Duke and Kentucky team that they're both just full of freshmen mm-hmm. that you have no idea who they are. No, you've got the usual suspects at the top of the. Uh, you've got uh, most of the blue bloods at the top of the odds for next year's national championship. UConn is a twelve to one favorite according to what I'm looking at here as uh, next year's champion. Then you got Kansas fifteen to one, Duke and UCLA are both sixteen to one, and then Kentucky's at eighteen to one. That's a lot of blue bloods there at the top. North Carolina fans know we're 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 not there. We're fifty to one 
to win the national championship next year. I think in the way too early top 25, we were like 23rd. 19. Oh, 19. Somewhere in there. I'm still I'm still a mixed bag when it comes to this era of college basketball where we're at with NIL and l- limitless transfers and it's all broken of that. and it's not getting fixed. I I agree. It's bro- and, and the bad thing is that this latest in NBA CBA basically just confirms that of you're not fixing the one and done thing. Nope. Um it, NIL is just it's the wild wild west. There's there's nobody in charge of the NCAA and the sad thing to me is they don't seem to care. Mhm. As we go down this rabbit hole, I mean, I told you when we started this. They will care. When that number comes out, I bet you they'll care. It'll be too late. Mm. Because here's what they'll do. This was the highest attended March Madness. They will find a reason to pat themselves on the back and say, nope, we're just fine. This is what the NCAA does. This is one of the most clueless entities I have ever seen in my life. I have faith in new ownership or new leadership. In in what? You you've got the 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 new guy taking over at the okay. top. His what has he done right that now. has made you feel in any way hunky dunky? Just that he's not who it was before. Exactly the well, fact so that he's not Mark about Mark Emmert when he came into mm-hmm. the fact that he's not Mark Emmert is a plus for me. And let's see if a fresh set of eyes comes in and says, "Look, we got to do so. We got to limit the transfers. We got to go back to the one year sit out rule. Uh, you know, except for in extenuating circumstances. It's not happening. Got to do it. It's not happening." It's not happening. They are still making money. So the powers that be, they do not care. Why? I don't know. And it could just be that they don't want to fight it. I, I have absolutely no idea. To well, me. Because it's going to be a it's going to be a legal battle. As soon as you do that, there's going to be lawsuits. Not necessarily. There are things that you can't do anything about. What, what, what the NCAA seems to be failing to understand is, all right, so now you have basically deemed us employers. Okay, so there are positives that come with that of, I tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Hey, you, I can't keep you from making money. We're down that rabbit hole. I can constrict how you do it. Yep. And they've had no interest. It's just let it go. We're making money on football. All the rest of this can it, it can just go by the wayside. And, I mean, I'm telling you, college basketball will never be the same. You, you have those those – the the times that you're talking about where that first weekend and the final four and, and all of that is that's done. Hey, I'm I'm telling you right now, you call me crazy. I have been shockingly right about this from the jump. Mm-hmm. That thing that you're talking about, that's dead. Because nobody cares about the school anymore. There, there is no pride in your school at all. It is where can I get the paycheck, where can I get the the playing time and everybody else be damned. I will do what I want, when I want, and and until you do something about it, don't be shocked when you keep getting this. And if that is the case, and it's going to be up to the coaches. It's up to the coaches to make sure that you have a team that cares about your product, and that's what we saw this year with FAU and with San Diego State. You got guys that these teams were not built on NIL. These teams were not built on transfers. These are guys that were together. They were in a system for three to four years. They figured out how to win, and they could beat superstars. And the problem with that is that we don't watch it. Yeah. And so, uh, okay. but when I, we, And I think you're going to keep seeing this we, because what you just said is going to win. Yeah, but when we, get to the, when we get to that point or when everybody else catches up, do we start to see big-time coaches go away from the NIL and the transfer portals no, and, the, already, and, the, and the top prospects? You've already seen it. 
I mean, the, the top coaches are going out of the sport at an alarming rate. And I won't be shocked if the high-end basketball players, that these one, two, threes in the uh, the ESPN 100, I won't be shocked if you start seeing half of them end up in the G League. Mm-hmm. Won't shock me in the least. Because what I just saw was borderline unwatchable. You're in the sportocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. We will not be with you tomorrow. Braves Day Baseball. And then we will uh, convene with you on Thursday where the Masters will be underway in Augusta. Plus, we'll have more of your draft miss coverage.